children of the future will have no snow. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, December 23rd, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 263. This is No Agenda. Leading Al-Qaeda of the Inland Empire from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I am Adam Curry. And where it rains, it pours, but it stopped. No more gully washers, just a chicken soaker. It's blue skies here in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> in the morning to you, John. And he's on fire. That <laughs> was good. In the morning. Uh, in the morning to you, and in the morning to all ships at sea. And to all boots on the ground, wings in the skies, hams on the air, human resources all charged up and ready to go in the chat room with noagendachat.net, and to all gays in the military. How you doing? Which, by the way, <laughs> is uh, all, you know, you'd, you'd see, you could tell, you know, I mean, not to say that you can't watch the, uh, uh, go to free speech TV and watch the gay news, and because they, they out people on that show. Right. It's actually quite entertaining in that regard. Right. Because they're, you know, they out people. But you don't have, they out themselves on these uh, talk shows because, you know, what's the gays in the military? I don't think it was a big story this week. Well, so I tell you something, huge story. Huge In LA. story. No, no, no. <laughs> Huge story because of the lie. Uh huh. I see. I knew I'd get you. I knew I'd get you. What lie? The biggest lie in the world about this bill. What, okay. what, what were you led to understand about this bill, John? That it just repealed uh, the simple bill. <clears throat> this is what I understand. And again, because I never thought it was a big story, I never looked into it, mm-hmm. I never thought there was mm-hmm. some conspiracy afoot. Uh huh. But my thing uh-huh. was they're just. It just repealed, don't ask, don't tell, and you can say whatever you want. Oh, really? And that's what yeah. you think it does? You think it, it repeals, don't that's ask, what don't I'm, tell? That's what Rachel Maddow told oh, me, and she should right. know. right, she should hey. know. Well, first of all, okay, so I, uh, I took the time. This is what happened to me. I woke up at uh, 4 this morning. I went, you know. This, oh, this is the, this morning. Yeah. You're telling me that this morning is when you fell into the pit. As a bi-curious man. Over this. As a bi-curious. <laughs> as a bi-curious man, I figured it might be smart to just go and read this, uh, read this don't ask, don't tell, uh-huh. repeal uh, bill. Like, that's, that's not a crazy thing to do, is it? Well, I I never thought to do it. Okay. Well, I just took, I just felt that if I could ever trust ever Rachel one, Maddow. Oh no no, I have Rachel Maddow. No, time. I have Rachel Maddow uh, clip for you, and all of these are very very short. But but we must first listen to how it was propagated to us, and then I will tell you what is in the bill, which by the way repeals nothing, not a <laughs> single thing. It does not. The, it, the word repeal is not in the bill. Now, let me play uh, the opening act of this grand ceremony by our president, by uh, Vice President Joe Biden, who loves to warm up for the president. By repealing, don't ask, don't tell today. Okay, remember, the, uh, and I will read the text to you in a bit. Nothing has been repealed whatsoever. That The word repeal is not in the bill. <laughs> we take a big step toward fostering justice, fairness, and consideration, and that real cooperation... President Eisenhower spoke of. Oh, yes. This fulfills an important campaign promise the president and I made. So the president promised to repeal this, right? Does he, he sound drunk to you? <laughs> totally. And many Hammered. here on this stage made, Hammered. and many of you have fought for, I fought for a long for time. Repealing a policy 
that actually weakens our national security, diminished uh, our ability to have military readiness, and violates security, <laughs> and our ability to be. Right. So, so, then, so, the, so then Obama comes out and he lies a little bit more. Hey, what you gonna do, so Obama? This morning, I am proud. Uh huh. To sign a law that will bring an end to don't ask, don't tell. Okay. So remember these words. He is proud to sign a law that will bring an end to don't ask, don't tell. That sounds like he's removing the don't ask, don't tell bill, uh, law. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's lying. Wait. First, we all got to go, woo! It is a law. Uh, It is a law. What? What? This law I'm about to sign will strengthen our national security. <laughs> okay, maybe I should just read you the law now because uh, it doesn't. It's not as much fun if you haven't read the actual bill. So here is the actual test. The text of "Don't Ask, uh, Don't Tell." And uh, by the way, um, I got interested in this because the president uh, twittered that he was excited about signing this bill. You know, the president twitters. John. That's bullcrap. No, we know no, he doesn't Twitter. No, he does too, Twitter, because he's, he has a verified account. So you know it's him. He is, he is, he is absolutely Twittering. It's Gibbs. But literally, it's like, I'm excited about, about signing this bill. It's, it, it's We're actually, you know, the funny thing is, before you go, I, I, just a little, I don't want to make this a shaggy dog story, but let me just mention that, you know, Sarah Austin, who does the Pop 17 out of the office there at, uh, at uh, Mevio? Yeah. Her sister who's like just in, still in college as far as I know. She is the she is Hillary Clinton's blogger. Oh really? Twitterer. Yeah. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. It's oh, quite okay. interesting. And I, she was in the office the other day to shoot something. I was like uh, helping her get a uh some school project done down so she left her state department stuff. <laughs> so state really? department cool. folders and binders <laughs> are there. That's how WikiLeaks got started, John. You're on your way. That's great. All right, so I have the bill now in front of me. This is S four zero two three. And it's it's not a hard bill to read, actually. Um, and it is, uh, it, it, it has a short title and it is to provide for the repeal, not to repeal, to provide for the repeal of the Department of Defense policy concerning homosexuality in the armed forces known as don't ask, don't tell. Please, words matter. To provide for the repeal. This is not the repeal. Um, and here it is. The effective date, the amendments made by subsection F shall take effect 60 days after the date on which the last of the following occurs so the way you have to read this you always have to read it backwards because this is what the, these 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 guys do um and and i learned this by reading the lisbon treaty this is how you get fleeced okay so the last of the following has to occur then at 60 days and then um this law goes in, into effect which will then repeal don't ask don't tell so what has to happen? Well, the president has to transmit to the Congressional Defense Committees written certification, not just a note, not just a, a memo, written certification signed by the president, the secretary of defense, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff stating the following. Okay, this is before anything comes into play. That the implementation of necessary policies is consistent with the standards of military readiness, military effectiveness, unit cohesion, and recruiting and retention of the armed forces. Are you still following me, John? 
Yeah. So they have so these three guys, President, Secretary of Defense, Chandler Joint Chiefs of Staff, have to certify. It's just this is not just a, oh I think it's okay. No, it's certification. And I don't think I have to tell you how long it can take to certify anything. Only when all of the including unit cohesion studies have to be done. Including unit cohesion. Whatever that means. Right, and the fact of the matter is the Marines are against this thing, so that this could become a, 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 a stumbling of This point. will take years before the certification in. And it, in fact, this bill not only does not say repeal, it says, literally, I'm reading it here, no immediate effect on current policy, Section 654 of Title 10, United States Code, shall remain in effect until such time that all of the requirements and the certifications required by Subsection B are met. If these requirements and certifications are not met, Section 654 of Title 10 U.S. States Code shall remain in effect. So the president is lying. He did not sign a bill to repeal anything. He signed a bill for certification to take place, and then once all of that is done, and then 60 days, there's no trial periods, no nothing. It's still don't ask, don't tell. Big-ass lie. But the way it's presented to you, and this is what's important because we assassinate the media, the way it's presented to you as if the president is our hero. It's a campaign promise. He's he's repealing it. It's gone forever. It's not. You know, the problem with this is that this is like a, a, a small, meaningless, seemingly, at least a lot of people don't, you know, it's not a big deal one way or the other, but... The fact that you actually looked it up and found the whole thing to be bogus just is depressing. And I'll tell you why. It's because it makes you wonder, you know, if is every bill and every statement, is every single thing presented to us by the media and the president in, co- in conjunction, is that... Is everything like, I mean, can we look up anything and find yes. this to be the case? I know yes. we can with the Food Modernization yes. Act, which, yes. does get, yeah. again, you know, Rachel was all over as the world's greatest thing. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, what is the point of even watching these shows if this is, it, like, and I'm, again, Rachel Maddow is openly gay. Well, let's you, well, let me play Rachel Maddow's response then, since you've brought her up five times, because, because, of course, you have to look at what the media does. How does the media propagate this? Um, actually, I'd like to do two pieces, John. It's really important that we just follow this. First of all, uh, I'll do Rachel Maddow, then we can get on to some other reporting. This is what her response was to the non-repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And this is not little nitpicking like I saw someone post in the, in the chat room. This, is, this really matters. Nothing has been repealed, yet it's just like you text your $10 to Haiti. Oh, okay, everyone's saved now. I can turn around and move on with my life. And uh, again, as a bi-curious man, I'm outraged that uh, I... <laughs> Here's Rachel Maddow. One of my favorite people in Washington, a veteran NBC News producer who I will not name because it will embarrass her, uh, but who has seen it all and who is therefore amazed by nothing. Uh, today, she told us that um, she has never seen another day like today in Washington and all the time she has been there. If I were President Obama, I would have called a press conference today to... I would have called the press conference today to cap a day that, that began with him officially signing the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. After two long years of legislative maneuvering, Mr. Obama concluded that signing statement. So she said officially repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. She clearly did not read the bill leaning forward, MSNBC. Uh, and by the way, what is the deal with her and this huge audience all of a sudden? 
I don't know. It's uh, you get the backstory. I couldn't get the backstory. No, I don't know. It's the live show. I don't know. It's stupid. So um, here's how uh, ABC, the Compromise News Organization. I would like to remind you that the president of ABC News, uh, his sister, is uh, a very high level uh, personal advisor to President Obama. So ABC News is uh, compromised. Here's their report. The legal ban on gays serving openly in the military is a thing of the past. The it's pre- a thing of the past, John. It's all over. Is that is that not, a, is, apparently not? If you read the bill, is not a thing in the past. It's still in is play. That, is that not a big lie right there? I mean, it's just not true. I think it's not. I, you know, I think to lie, you have to actually have some knowledge. <laughs> well, let's let's listen to this. A good day for America, as he repealed the militaries. Don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah, what's today? all this editorializing? It's a good day for America. Well, well, that's what uh, the president said in his speech. It's a good day for America because I'm about to sign something good, that means nothing. It's a good day for America because I get to bullcrap <laughs> you one more time. BC7's political reporter Mark Matthews is here with reaction from a Bay Area resident who was at the president's side as he signed this yeah. historic piece of legislation. Zoe Dunning calling it a dream come true. She stood Woo-hoo. beside the president and beamed as he repealed the policy Beep. that Dunning has been fighting against for more than a decade. So uh, just listen to this. Not only are they did, did, are you are these guys being fleeced, but apparently there was a um a naval an ex a retired naval commander who has been fighting don't ask oh, don't tell. I saw this guy he he broke no, no, into no, no, no. tears. It's, no 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 this is a woman. Oh, okay. And she was standing next to the president when he signed it, and he's fleeced her. She didn't even read the bill. I mean, I swear to God, listen. A hero's welcome for the president today as he fulfilled a major yes, campaign promise. Yes. I, I, I am I am just overwhelmed. Uh, th- this is uh, a very good day. And, and I want to thank yeah, very good day. all of you. The stammering is a giveaway. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that may be a tell. Especially the people on this stage. Now, stand by. Listen to this. To sign the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, he motioned for retired Navy commander and San Francisco resident Zoe Dunning to stand next to him. It was surreal. It was amazing to think that I was just, you know, three feet away from the president as he signed a bill repealing a law that I've been fighting for 18 years. He didn't sign a bill. that he, It's not, not a repeal. This is what this is what drives me nuts. <laughs> I think you've made your point. Okay. <laughs> now the stammering is an interesting tell, by the way. I didn't notice that. They had a guy on local TV who was the same thing, a little group of people, and they had this guy. And I swear to God, he broke into tears. Which oh yeah, is no, the latest. Yeah, they have the picture of him uh, crying. But this yeah, is this crying, is what, this is what like makes me so angry because people are so used to oh well it's it's repealed war is over yay. You know the people don't, aren't they're just yeah, it's so like used the Iraq to Iraq War. We're out of there, right? It's so used to just believing whatever the news puts in front of them. I do have to play this one thirty-second uh, clip of the president um, because he uh, he essentially set up the research that has to be done. This years of research in order to certify that uh, uh, repealing this is this is just a bill that says we're going to see if it'll be okay to go and repeal it. Um, so he, he kind of had to set that up, right? You know, it's like, hey, well, we all know it's, it's going to be okay, right? You know, no one's going to be against this. In fact, uh, he got some proof for you. Fighter said during the Pentagon's review, uh, th- this, this was one of my favorites. It, it echoes the experience of Lloyd Corwin decade or, decades earlier. Uh, we have a gay guy in the unit. He's big. He's mean. He kills lots of bad guys. No one cared that he was gay. And I think that sums up perfectly. That's right. That's right. Because when you're in the military, you, all you do is you kill bad guys. 
That's all you do. That's right. You talk to these guys. We talk to these guys in the military. My son, uh, a couple, both of them actually, in touch with different guys that are in the military in one way or another. And uh, one of them's apparently, you know, he's a heart. He's a mil. He's a marine. All he does is string uh, our, our, you know, cable for do all kinds of stuff. Net. And what happened to um, uh, to peacekeeping? What happened to? Uh, to working with uh, local officials and uh, and yeah. installing no no we we kill bad guys therefore it doesn't matter if you're gay straight and by the yeah, way we're just a bunch of butchers and by the way is that what he's saying and by the way transgendered people uh, regarding any bill shut up and sit down and pee because you ain't getting nothing <laughs> you're not included in any of this it's 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 unbelievable. That every now you go on the street and you do a poll and you say, "Hey, Dan, I don't ask, don't tell." Everyone's going to say, "Yeah, you know the president. He uh, he he repealed that. It's all over. It's done." Whew. Yay! And nothing could be further from the truth. And uh, I'm uh, quite frankly, with you, you know, Rachel Maddow uh, up front, I am appalled that the gay and lesbian community is not up in arms. They should be outraged by this, by the lie that this has been repealed. It's it's a complete political tactic. They're all Democrats, and, and they just buy. They buy. You know, if Obama says it, it must be true. They it don't bother. True. They must do no true. research. No, no. Their their ideologues. Rachel Maddow is the worst. Yeah, and I she, mean, she came like, on okay. and did that thing with John Stewart, and he almost told her this, and she still won't listen. So the, she's, ter- she's just a terrible person. So the only thing I will say for our president, the guy can sell it. So I'm, I'm going to pl- definitely no, listen to this one, and then we'll go straight into thanking some people who helped with our show, uh, support our show. Uh, so he he does this 20 minute lie about oh I'm repeal it and it's great and he does some history and then uh, he's talking about uh, so now he has to wind it up right and the guy is amazing so he goes from stammering and stuttering into his speech which he clearly rehearsed and listen bless you darling. And listen to how he brings it home as he's ready to sign this bill that means absolutely nothing. And she whispered in my ear, get don't ask, don't tell done. <laughs> and I said to her... Listen to this. Listen to him go. You I can learn something. You, I will. you can learn something from this. For, for we are not a nation that says don't ask, don't tell. We are a nation that says out of many, we are one. We are a nation that welcomes the service of every patriot. We are a nation that believes that all men and women are created equal. Those are the ideals that generations have fought for. Those are the ideals that we uphold today. And now it is my honor to sign this bill into law. Woo-hoo! I had a dream. Unbelievable. That guy can talk, man. He can do it. Which which will bring me to a point right after we thank our uh, our executive producers for today's show, which uh, are manifold, uh, mainly because I got a I got a clip that's a very interesting contrast to all that. Right on. But f- but first we've got a uh, uh, and by the way today we did a mailing so we we have a lot of people to thank because we got a, a and it's a, the end of the year you know people and it's the end of the year so we're going to have a lot of people to thank and a lot of there's going to be a letters to the editor show if you don't if people want to fast forward or whatever they do they should actually listen to this because most of this material that people send us is quite funny but uh, let's uh, start with uh, thanking a few of our people including Baron von Pelsmachers mm-hmm. who uh, 
uh, gave us uh, $1,111.11 and becomes the first and founding member of the 1111 Club, <laughs> w- which will close after 1111. I thought it was the, f- the, the, five, the five by one. No, this, this is this this is the this is not the five by one. That's the one hundred eleven dollar eleven cent. Ooh, okay. This is the, that's different. Oh. This is the the knighthood. The eleven eleven. This knighthood. is the, oh, this is the big one. This is the, the this is the big one. Uh-huh. And this this is only going to be open for a while because it, after eleven eleven eleven, it's uh, over. Which, then we can't do it anymore until we're it's we're closed. Then that that dead. that uh, night uh, uh, order that knighthood is over. So for people who. Uh, who care about these sorts of things, and we do, because we think everyone should be a knight. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so Baron Palsmachers, who's our uh, our primary uh, patron, uh, will be the founder of that group. So if he wants to have a meeting, you know, he's going to have to go and have to pay attention. Greg Birch, uh, Sir Greg Birch uh, uh, from Port Angeles, Washington, is uh, gave us $300. He's working on... Uh, on another night, I've got a letter from him. I'll read at the halfway point. Let's make sure we do it because he had the 150, 150 split up. So let's make sure we do that. Uh, yeah, it's a little complicated. Yeah. Gordon Walton, Austin, Texas, 264. He's a member of the 264 Club, which is next week. <laughs> so he, Thanks. I guess this is actually an interesting trick because now we're going to have to mention him next week. That's right. That's right. That's how it works. Anyway, he says, keep up the great work. You had the world's greatest show. Uh, Gordon, uh, I'm sorry, Alan Bowes. And, the, and the, these are all executive producers still, right? These are all executive yeah. producers. Uh, uh, Pell's Marker's got a standalone, and then everyone else is an executive producer. Yes. Uh, Al, and, but there, then we have members of the 263 Club. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, wow. Starting with Alan Bowes, Langley, British Columbia. Merry Christmas, John Adam. Have a great New Year. This should uh, triple whammy associate executive producer show plus club plus knighthood. <laughs> He's adding them all up. That's, that's right. Way. You're in. Do your pocket. own accounting, people. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Wilkinson, uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Uh, longtime listener, five dollar a month subscriber. Uh, one is uh, usually five dollars a month is all I can afford. I'm glad I've been able to get something substantial in before the end of the year. You guys are the best. I love the show and tell everyone I know to check it out. He tells everybody, so I hope everybody does that. Keep up the amazing work, he says. John Cosimano in White Plains, Maryland, two hundred sixty-three dollars. Uh, Alex Crokey, I think it's Crokey or Croak or Croc. It's got to be Crokey. I would say Crokey. Yeah. Yeah. New York City. Dear John and Adam, uh, December 24th is my 39th birthday. We'll give him a shout-out at the halfway point. Every one of my friends tend to forget in the holiday rush. This is a problem with having your birthday yeah. on Christmas or, or around yeah. Christmas. Yeah, my sister's birthday is January 1st. It's so, terrible. So she gets I feel screwed. sorry for people who yeah. have their birthdays on a holiday because yeah. they get screwed. Yeah. Totally. I mean, depending on what screwed is, I'm probably maybe they do get screwed. That could be good. I am probably the first to donate from the sunny beaches of San Teodoro, Sardinia. San Teod- uh, Teodoro. Well, he's not in New York. He's in Italy. Yes, it's the play where he's in he's, he's, he's back in the old country. <laughs> place for prairie vacations clear blue water by sandy beaches what is he working for them tell eric uh, for the no agenda to note it it's got apparently hot chicks he says now yeah, uh, yeah, right. photographer in new york city look at my website www.alexk.com e-a-l-e-x-k.com i would love to take some pictures of you john adam in the morning give your artist new cover materials for the show we can do that that's a good when idea. i'm in new york i'll be there uh, offers good anytime. Love the show. I've been listening from episode one. 
Wow. Interesting. Wow. Uh, keep it the wonderful job of entertaining and informing me. I'm working on all my friends to get on board. Buono Natale in Buono 2011. Alex Crokey. Crokey. I don't know. Crokey. Cro- Was that an Italian name? K R O K E. Oh, wow. He's got some, oh, he's got some hot chicks on his website. Uh, Noel. <laughs> first thing you do. Noel <laughs> Plomant. Plomant in Picnic Point, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, hi guys, I've listened to the past few shows and I think the show is awesome. Keep up the great work. Could I please get a de-douching? Absolutely. You've been de-douched. Also, can you send out a douchebag to Greg Dawes of New South Wales? He he got me listening to the show, but he's never actually donated it. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Well, you know, at least they did something. (laughs) Jonathan Jackson, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Great little town. 263. I've been a douchebag long enough. Please uh, take this donation as a thank you for all your hard work. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's so nice. We're Uh, getting a lot of that of people saying, you know what? Uh, I like the show so much, I'm finally going to hop on the bandwagon. That's that's Yeah, he's a first-time donor, too. Shay O'Brien. If that's not an Irish name, I don't know what is. Ventura, California, 263. Hello, John and Adam. Call me a Scrooge, but I decided to opt out of the whole holiday present buying bullcrap this year. (laughs) Still don't have a lot of free cash, but I'd rather spend it here for a worthy service than on some ugly sweaters that no one will ever wear. (laughs) Second time donating. I'm looking to start a new project this year. 2012 wall calendar. Would love some karma to kick things off in the right direction. We'd be happy to help you out with that. You've got karma. And and then we've got a 222 uh, donation from John Turrot of Pasadena, California. They'll make him an associate executive producer. Not Nevin Brooks, Windsor, Ontario, Canada, 220. Been listening since episode one and will try to catch up to John's idea of $1 per hour. Even at that rate, your cheap dates. <laughs> and I appreciate every episode. We are. <laughs> We're so cheap. All right. Uh, and then Anonymous from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Please treat it as an anonymous donation. Oh, I shouldn't have said his name, Anonymous. Second donation out of five. Work my way to knighthood. This is the guy who's going to be, or girl, who's going to be, I can't tell, who's going to be. Not an anonymous knight. Anonymous knight. Uh, Adam Williams, Erith Kent. Erith? Is that how, how is that pronounced? E R I T H? Kent? Erith? Erith? Kent? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Erith, Erith Kent. $200. And that's uh, our guys who gave us. That's You can thank them for today's show. Wow. Holy moly. What a what a great lineup. We that's really appreciate it. That's the lineup of the best. So uh, it's headed by, of course, the uh, great Baron Von Pelsmacher. Baron, Baron Von Pelsmacher. Uh, quick uh, PR uh, mentions. Uh, one to my sister Willow in Italy. I uh, received her Christmas card. She makes, she makes cards and she prints them up and she sends them out every year. And I'm looking at this card. It's got a picture of her family. You know, it's all and it's, you know, happy and in because she lives in Italy, in Italian. Uh, uh, happy New Year in Italian, whatever the hell that is. And I look, I look at the at the bottom of the card, and it says "In the morning." She's printed "In the morning" on her cards. <laughs> like what? And I check with her. She said, yeah, that was my private little joke. See if anyone would pick up on it. Well, so I think that's a great PR uh, move, although a small audience is highly appreciated. And then um, this uh, initiative, which I think is great, from uh, David in uh, David Murkowski in North Carolina, along with uh, Brian Ferris. Uh, they've created hamintheMorning.com. 
If you're interested in propagating the formula over the airwaves of Gitmo Nation with FCC guidelines, of course, uh, there are plenty of links on this site to some of the resources uh, he's using to prepare for his technician exam in two weeks. So become a ham operator in the morning. Uh, go to hamInTheMorning.com, which I find to be... Uh, that's a good one. I think it's a now, really I, good I should mention to people who want to get their technician's license, if you've been around the computer scene at all, you're halfway there. So uh, we will thank... This episode's executive producer, standalone Baron von Pelsmachers, Baron of the Barony of Belgium. Uh, Actually, wait, hold on a second, Adam. I think we're going to, since we're going to be calling where these baronies are going to be, I think we should re- we're going to rename Belgium to Pelsmachers. <laughs> uh, I mean, we need a meeting about that. <laughs> I think it's a good name for a country. But I, I do think uh, he gets uh, Flanders and Walloon. Oh, absolutely. He gets both. He gets both. He can, yeah, he, can, he can deal with all the crap himself. Uh, Sir Greg Birch, Gordon Walton, Alan Bowes, Stephen Wilkinson, John Cosimano, Alex Crokey, Crokey, Noel Plomerit, Jonathan Jackson, Shay O'Brien, and our associate executive producers, John Tirada, Niven Brooks, and Anonymous, and Adam Williams. Thank you all so much for making this program possible. It's really a great Christmas gift, and uh, it uh, it helps us enormously since we have no other way of making money at all. And uh, everyone else out there, please help us propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. And, of course, you can go to Dvorak.org slash NA to uh, support the program. We'll be talking more and thanking some more people uh, later on. Uh, also, of course, thanks to all of our uh, monthly subscribers and our, who do $5 a month, $30 a month, $33 a month. Everyone, uh, thank you so much. Hey. Wow. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, sometimes I don't know if you're still there. With the, with I leave every once in a while. Yeah. With the, yes. You. So we have the the real story this week seems to me to be that all of a sudden you pointed it out originally uh, the sudden emergence of the homegrown terrorist threat as a meme. <laughs> and once again, I'd like to point out, uh, and you and I'm going to leave this one up to you, but I'm you call for them if you want them. It seemed like uh, ABC News is the new compromised outlet, and therefore they're piling it on. First, we had uh, Holder go on to the um, uh, onto a Good Morning America, and uh, and I think that's what we're probably going to discuss first. So I have that audio if you're interested. And then we had the three, the top brass of Department of Homeland Security, which is Clapper, uh, Napolitano, and. Um, I forget the third guy's name. They went on uh, uh, ABC with Diane Sawyer. And uh, actually, the talking points are exactly the same. Did you catch all the talking points, or how do you want to handle this uh, Well, there's a couple of things that happen. One, we do have, uh, we can start with some clips uh, as background. I want to deconstruct the uh, article that showed up. On abcnews.go.com. They know the article was based upon literally that interview. Yeah, but it was, yeah, and that, that's why I want to deconstruct it because it's got all this, it's got slanted language that people need to be able to understand when they read these through these things so they can spot. I mean, I, there's like, I got this thing so marked up, it's ridiculous. But, um. Well, tell, tell me how you want to run it, whatever you want. I've, well, I've got let's all the start clips. with, I want to, let's see how far you can get with the clip. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that. Meaning, how far can you get? Because this is a long... 
the Katie Couric, like you yesterday, the day before, they ran on CBS News. They ran because you said you know there's a lot, a lot of say, ABC oriented because mm-hmm. they, they're compromised, but CBS is too. Oh yeah. And so they ran a special on the homegrown terrorism. In fact, I think I have a short clip. Uh, let me. Open I see up this. Here. I see the six minute clip. <laughs> I see that no, one. See, well, that's the one that that you have to. You, Dig through. Oh, we have a nine, nine seconds here. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, play that. Okay. Of legislative victories. America under attack from within will put the growing threat of domestic terror in focus. Ah. Okay, so that's the teaser for a six minute. By the way, you have to remember six that. Six minutes is unbelievable. That that's This is a half hour purchase. national news show, and there's only 20 minutes of news. It's 10 minutes of advertising because everything, that's the ratio. It's this is 30%, to it's 30% of the show. 30% of the show was dedicated to this topic. And and then all the news coverage was like this this piece from uh, ABC, which I'll, I'll deconstruct. We're going to have a link to the show notes. And. Uh, let me just go over this and read a few. Can, can I just give you the, the talking points that I that I yeah, garnered? Yeah, okay. they are, so I can so find for, it. Okay, so the talking points, and I took this both from and the... And they are talking points, by oh, the way. Oh, totally talking points, because in both interviews, they did the same thing. So first of all, bad news, be afraid. Shut up, slaves, you, you're going to die. Uh, that is a, that is the overarching message. Then uh, the question is, well, you know, it wasn't just luck that we caught these other guys. It wasn't luck. Everyone's saying, no, no, it wasn't luck. We are actually, we're doing the work. Homegrown terror, homeland, homegrown terror, homeland, homeland, homegrown, home, homeland, homeland, hometown, homeland, homegrown. Videos online, videos online, lots of videos. Everyone can see these videos, 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 videos. Bad. It's uh, uh, we're being radicalized. Videos online, and then Al Awlaki is he bigger or uh, equal to Osama bin Laden? Who's more important? Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? Who's on the list? Al Awaki. Al Awaki. Al Awaki is the guy who's doing it. He is the bad right. guy. These are the talking. And of course, everyone forgets. Who's that- an American from Phoenix or someplace? Yeah, you know, and, like- and had lunch at the Pentagon after nine eleven. They had him. They had him. They had him in their claws. I mean, the guy works for us in some way. They had him in their clutches. I think they, the guy's obviously an agent. Duh! When you hey, look, oh, I hate to blow his cover. Oh, woo! <laughs> yeah, really. So those are the talking points. But the funniest thing is the consistent um, hammering that uh, Al Olaki, however you pronounce his name, is now equal to or or more dangerous than Osama bin Laden, which I think is probably they have to do because uh, you never know when uh, a WikiLeak may come out confirming that Osama bin Laden is dead. So we had to have that a new be. guy. I think that's where they're fr- afraid there's something yes, in these yes. memos. I mean, and, and yeah. well, it's not just in the memo. They'll just, someone will just make it up and say it's a WikiLeak and everyone will believe it. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. we, we, everyone believes we just repeal don't ask, don't tell. I mean, how stupid are we? So it's going to be, right. oh, WikiLeak said Osama bin Laden is dead. Well, it's okay because we got this other guy and he's, he's more dangerous than Osama bin Laden. What are you okay, looking for? Okay, so uh, I'm just looking over this. This thing is this sheet of paper. Let me read you some paragraphs on how what what they're doing to you here. First of all, one of the key key earmarks of a, uh, a propaganda piece or a hit piece against somebody is a headline that does not match the content of the article in 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 ways that are designed to put you in a certain mindset. And the headline on this one is by Jack Clority and Pierre Thomas. It took two people to write this. It's like 350 words. By the way, Pierre Thomas. I looked him up. This guy is an amazing, amazing journalist, John. He has he has been at the forefront of everything. He broke the news in Oklahoma City. He broke the news on Waco. He 
throughout his entire 25-year career, he has been breaking the news about anything and everything Homeland Security related. The guy's amazing. Okay, so he's in the pocket of somebody that calls totally. him. Totally. Totally. Uh, <laughs> so the, the title of the article is Attorney General's Blunt Warning on Terror Attacks. In here, there's no blunt warning. Well, he says, uh, I'll have bad news. No, well, he, they, here's what it says in the article. Because we have to compare what it says in the headline. So the headline is to get the, your mind thinking a certain way. So this reminds I don't know if you've ever been to, a lot of people go to these seminars, but one of my all-time favorite seminar gimmicks. Because, you know, there's, there's guys that like to go up in the audience and trick you. They put up a, 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 like a, a, a wall of words and say, how many R's are, do you see in there? And then you make a count. You're always wrong. Right. Right. You ever seen these? You've seen yeah, these, these presentations. Uh, yeah, I'm always wrong. My favorite ones are they get half the audience to look at a picture of a rabbit and half the audience Sir. to look at a picture of something else. And then they show you this combined weird picture and they ask you what's in it. And the people who have already seen the picture of the rabbit all say there's a rabbit in it. And the people who seen the old lady, then the, saw a picture of an old lady, all see the old lady in this, in this mixed up picture. Because, in other words, you've been predisposed, and that's the point he tries to make. So you're predisposed by the headline immediately, and so you're predisposed by a bogus headline in this article. Because this article is only about uh, uh, Holder trying to make the theory that they only have to be successful once. And that's what's, what's kind of at the beginning of the, um, of the article. But he uses the word, for example, Attorney General Holder had an urgent message for America. In other words, it was urgent. So they, this is like to get you keyed up. So you have to urgent. Oh, this is important. Well, he is confident that the United States will continue to thwart attacks. In other words, attacks, plural. They're attacking us as we, as we speak, as I'm right reading this. Yep. Incoming. Quote, the, ter- the terrorists only have to be uh, successful once there's a basically a con, uh, there's a contradiction which confuses you you're already like set for the worst you're confused by this crazy c- contradictory paragraph which says there's a there don't worry about we're thwarting the attacks but they only have to be if you're thwarting them what is that got to do with them being successful once and what why do they only have to be successful once what is that going to do what does that prove it is total mind messing right in the first paragraph you're yeah. already confused Exactly. The first paragraph is like confusing. <laughs> and then we go to the second paragraph, which is one sentence. And while it's not, while it is not certain, which means, of course, you use the word not certain. Which means you don't, you don't actually uh, process the word not. You think it is certain. That's the way right. your brain works, right? The way the brain works. So it'll be, and so what it's really saying is he says, well, while it's not certain, oh, we will be We're going to be hit. We're going to be hit. We're going to be hit because that's the way this is worded. It's worded so your brain just think we're going to be hit. We're going to be hit. He told ABC News, quote, have to be prepared for potentially bad news. Why? Quote again, second next graph. I'm trying to do this interview to make people aware of the fact that the threat is real. The threat is different. The threat is constant. Now, this is the use of three items in a row. which Which, When you do that, then you remember it, right? Threat, threat, threat. And it's and the, the idea is is that it, which is the Trinity, by the way, and it's three, which is one of the reasons we have three dollars and thirty three cent monthly and donation. It, it's, it's it's just the magic number. It's it's how it works. It's the Illuminati code. You could do two, and you could do four, and you can do five, but three is the one that really makes the point. If you if you're writing to get people to to uh, pay attention, and then he goes in. Then the next graph in a rare and wide ranging interview. I'm, I'm not actually sure whether you use well, wide yeah, because, range. Yeah, we talked about his kids doing homework at the very end. The attorney general <laughs> disclosed, and here's a word that's a, a key word. If you ever see this word, beware. Chilling. <laughs> 
new details. Not old details. We've, we've by talked the way. about this. Yeah, when you say chilling, then that is a total. It's a, it's a keyword. It's a yeah. usually they're left a lot to uh, to emphasize. You'll find um, Noam Chomsky and people like that will use that yeah. word to get your attention. Uh, and and then he does the thing. He says details about evolving threat of homegrown terror and touched upon topics ranging from WikiLeaks to the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. So now we are doing an association thing with WikiLeaks. Uh-huh. We're talking about terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. Let's throw the word WikiLeaks in there so maybe some people's brains will associate the two. Mm-hmm. Nasty. And, and this is all Pierre Thomas, who, and I have a link to his, uh, his, biogra- his biography in the show notes. Total spook on the inside. What is uppermost on his mind, however... In other words, whoa, wait a minute, we were not even getting to the gist of it yet. Oh, oh my goodness. However, is the alarming woo-hoo, rise woo-hoo. in the number of Americans who are more than willing to attack and kill their fellow citizens. Okay, let's take a look at this. Now, if this is a <laughs> use of adjectives to give people the wrong impression, I'm going to rewrite this. Uh, what? And here's the way I would write if I was being an objective journalist. What was on his mind, not uppermost, what, what does that mean? What was on his mind, however, is the questionable rise of Americans who are supposedly willing to attack and kill their fellow citizens. I could write that, and it would be just as valid as the alarming rise i'm saying supposed or questionable rise there's no what 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 is the alarming. alarming rise where is these numbers where it's are al- the numbers it's alarming i'm it, it, the whole point is to have you pooping in your pants quote it's one of those things that keep me up at night holder said you don't worry about this even 2 years ago about individuals about americans to the extent that we do now and that is of of great concern <laughs> really what changed <laughs> Well, oh, wait a minute. Now, see, that's what happens. It's the first thing I thought of when I read that, that, that quote was what changed. Now, here's an interesting trick where you bring in the word because I think anyone would assume what changed. Well, what changed? Something must have changed because now we're thinking about, you know, our own people. It's the homeland, what, hometown, homegrown. So instead of saying what changed sociologically, he, the next quote is beautiful. It says the threat has changed using the word changed, from simply worrying about foreigners coming here to worrying about people in the United States, American citizens raised here, born here, and who, for whatever reason, have decided they're going to become radicalized to take up arms against the nation in which they were born. Wow. There's no why, wherefore, there's no explanation for any of this. And by the way, I'm going to just point this out before I finish this little deconstruction. People can complain all they want about Bush being a bonehead and crazy and trying to put fear into the into the mind of the public. He didn't turn the nation against itself. This is terrible what these guys are doing. Yeah. They are turning people, Americans against, against Americans. Against Americans. Yeah. Well, is, this has been done before, though, hasn't it? Yeah, in, in Nazi Germany. Nazi it's Germany in, in Russia. 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 It's been done in Russia. The last 24 months, Holder said, 126 people have been indicted on terrorist-related charges. 50 of those people are American citizens. No details. No. No details. What are the details of these 50 people? No and idea. And what is terrorism? They've redefined it so much that if you have a pipe bomb because you're, you're an angry student at the, at the administration of the school, you're a terrorist. Mm-hmm. So you, this has not got anything to do with the, the dangers of, the, of terrorism, international terrorism, as it were. He goes on and on. He, he says, this is a graph that just, is just blather. And he says, Holder says many of these converts to Al-Qaeda. What? How did they become converts to Al-Qaeda? Well, I am a, a member of the Al-Qaeda of the Inland Empire. 
you know, we have Al-Qaeda everywhere now. Have Converts. something in common. A link to the radical cleric Anwar al-Awlaki. There you an go. An American citizen himself. Yes. This is... You know, let me ask you a question. Is there a difference between if you're radicalized by Anwar al-Awlaki to, uh, to blow something up, or if you're radicalized by months and months of FBI agents telling you that if that if you press the, if you call this number you're going to blow up a bomb? I mean, is there any difference? Isn't it the same thing? That's that's the AQUSA apparently those guys. Yeah, but it's the FBI who's taking these 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 kids yeah, and radicalizing them. Have you seen this kid the kid that they rat that the Punk. FBI radicalized? Yeah, and you look at him and by the way there are missing pieces of the puzzle. They didn't release one thing or another because they all they show is a yeah you don't have to do it if you don't want to you don't have to do it if you don't want to, and then you know you don't know that another guy didn't call saying hey if you don't do it man you know let, we're gonna kill me, you. Let me just help with this next uh, sentence. Authorities. Suspect Awlaki helped masterminds helped mastermind. I love that word, by the way. Last year's Christmas Day underwear bombing plot in Detroit. May I remind you that um, in congressional hearings, which we've played on this show, he was allowed on the plane because they wanted to follow him. Do you remember that? Yeah, and we also they 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 let him bypass security, so the security bull crap is all uh, you know ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They put him on the plane. They were following him, and they were films. People were filming the whole thing like it was a reality TV show. Most it of was. this information has now been <laughs> it, repressed. It was a reality. They TV took show. everybody off the plane, and they 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 de- you know they debriefed everyone, and then they they all disappeared, went their separate ways. The whole thing was sketchy, okay, to could, say the least. Continue with your deconstruction. Well, that's the end of it, actually. I mean, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, mastermind is a, is, a, is a hot word, as though you had something to do with anything. Well, he, so here's the one. He would be and, on the oh. same list with bin Laden. He's up there. I don't know whether he's one, two, three, four. I don't know. He's certainly on the list of people who worry me the most. So there's consistent uh, comparison to uh, bin Laden, which they need to do. Yeah, they got it, because bin Laden's not producing. But did you see the mistake that uh, Clapper made on uh, on ABC News? No. Oh, this was quite funny. So um, it's him and uh, and uh, Lucy Napolitano and uh, who was the third guy? Uh, Craparola. I'll find it for you. Um, so, and you know, no clip. Yeah, I got a clip for you. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, I'll play the clip and then. So so it's a, it's a setup with the compromised ABC News, obviously. And um, and and then Diane Sawyer, who of course is you know, she's not complicit. Uh, she's like, well, hold, hold on a second. Uh, here, let me play the clip, and you'll. Uh, oh, something froze here. Hold on a second. Oh, I hate it when this happens. It's not just a Mac thing, by the way. It's a flash. Anyway, thing. back to the deconstruction. Well, here, I just want to mention to people that it it all you know the whole thing is to set put your mind in a certain state and then just pound you with pound crap. You with it. Yeah, here we it turn now to this anxious season about security in America. Yesterday we had the news of 12 terror arrests in London. Yeah, so so this was the key part about these so Oh yeah, and then Claire, I did see this, yeah. yeah. And the guys like, "What? Huh? What? What what terror? What?" It wasn't on his uh, list of <laughs> to-do well, list. Well, this is interesting because how this was spun is very funny. So today word of a suspicious device on a subway in Rome, but it was a false alarm. However, right 
right here in America one year ago, we experienced the near miss of the Christmas Day bomber. And then after that, the near miss of the Times Square bomber. Near miss. So we sat down yesterday with the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, Chief Counterterrorism Advisor, John Brennan, Brennan. and Secretary of Homeland Security, Janet Napolitano. And we started by asking her, what is the threat right now? Well, uh, I would say that um, uh, there is a lot of chatter. Chatter. John, there's chatter. chatter. There's chatter on those interwebs. We got some chatter. But did she say cheddar or chatter? It could be cheddar. Uh, In the intel world. Increasing right now over the holidays? Uh, Well, that references the holidays. Oh, yeah. We got some chatter. (laughs) This always makes me laugh. So here's the You can just imagine. Hello, it's Al-Qaeda Inland Empire. Hello, Al-Qaeda in Berkeley Empire. I'm chattering holidays, holidays, holidays. Hello. So uh, we have a whole uh, a whole program of things we have put in place for the holidays. But no concrete indication. Yeah, we got an eggnog party, all kinds of stuff. We're all set up and ready for it. Of a planned attack. Nothing that is specific and credible in that sense. So we wondered, in the years since Abdul Muttalib, despite his own father's warning slipped through the system, what has changed? Are you saying this could never happen again because of what's been done in this past year? What we have done in this past year, um, I would uh, say would pick him up. We would prevent him from getting on that plane. <laughs> the funny thing is... They they let him go on the plane. Uh, yes, bogus. <laughs> and by the way, she talked through her teeth there, if you didn't notice. Yes, she did. We, we would have picked him up at this point. Amsterdam to Detroit. Amsterdam to Detroit. We remember, Mr. Brennan, you're coming out and saying... I told the president today, I let him down. Will you ever have to say that again? Yeah, it, actually, it was Brennan. Brennan was the guy who, in congressional testimony, said p- people of interest and this uh, the 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 crotch bomber was a person of interest, and they actually let him get on the plane. He said that in the testimony. Well, I certainly work every day to try to avoid having to deal with a situation like that where someone is able to get here into the United States in a plane. We have a good track record, though, in terms of stopping attacks, preventing them from happening. People sometimes point to luck. You know, that, yeah, uh, there's the luck meme. Oh, it's not just luck; it's actual skill. Something you know, we got to push the luck meme because it is luck. And the only people <laughs> who have stopped any of these attacks has been the general other public. Other people, other people, exactly. Operative wasn't able to carry out the attack. Well, it's because we've been able to degrade their capabilities, prevent them from training appropriately, so they lack a lot. By the way, I I love during these pieces where you see a bunch of guys in the desert. They always cut to some B-roll of a couple of dudes running around with towels in the desert with an RPG on their shoulder. Because, you know, that, that's, uh, that's the sophisticated Al-Qaeda is running around in the desert. The skills and, sophisticated- the, and, and training on the monkey bars. That's my other yeah, favorite Yeah, I got a video. kick out of this use of the sophisticated. They're more so, they're oh, sophisticated. Yeah. So they live so, in caves. Yeah, sophisticated. You know, and they're stealing weapons from people that are dead. This is their sophistication. <laughs> Precisely because we are keeping this constant pressure on them. You really think with the Christmas Day bomber and with the Times Square bomber as close as they were with that level of explosives of to them. What do you mean, level of explosives? The guy didn't have enough to burn his nutsack. The other guy didn't have anything at all. It was just smoking. What is she talking about? It's not true. <laughs> She's nuts. She's not true. That it was because we had just degraded 
their capability. Neither one of those tax breaks is successful. I'm not saying that uh, you know we're we're not concerned about the ability to penetrate our defenses, like Abdul Talib, in terms of getting on that plane. But for every Abdul Talib caught, are other homegrown terrorists being formed? Homegrown. We looked online at all the recruitment videos wait, wait, from hold the on Latin- a second. Stop. This is a good one. How do you make this leap, this 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 logical leap of faith? To say for every Abdulmutallab caught, is there a homegrown terrorist? I mean, wait, wait, I don't see the connection. Every time you catch some screwball that comes in from Nigeria, or a new guy pops up in America. It comes up. Does that <laughs> it, does somehow that equates to homegrown terror terrorism? It's I mean, like whack a mole. This woman. It's like whack a mole. That's what it is. What do you mean? What's wrong with this woman? She's she's ABC News. <laughs> Please. We're we're not concerned about the ability to penetrate our defenses, like Abdulmutallab, in terms of getting on that plane. But for every Abdulmutallab caught, are other homegrown terrorists being formed? You see, she had to get to the homegrown part because that's How do you what you get to. That? Where is this logic? Well, do you for think every for every guy caught, <laughs> does that result it's in a call, homegrown It's ter- called a segue, John. It doesn't. It's have- not even. It's so off the mark that it's like it's ludicrous. I know, but she has to get to this because for every Ford that crashes into a telephone pole, does a new Honda motorcycle get built? But I don't the, see the connection. No, of course you don't. But the whole point is, we have to hammer into your head that the terror is homegrown, and it could be your neighbor or the shoppers at Walmart. Yeah, homegrown, now, so in other words, ABC homegrown. is. Also encouraging Americans to turn against Americans. Yes. This needs investigation. This is the worst situation I've ever seen in this country. Wow. Coming from you, that's a lot. I'm telling you, this is having Americans turn against their own people. And gets this is I guess this is equates to the way it was getting in the in the uh, in the fifties with the communist under every bed, but this is this is worse because this is more vague. I mean, the, were you ever a member of the communist party? There was actually something you could join. This is just any old guy with a beard. <laughs> hey, that's not true. We can join Al Qaeda. I'm starting my own fraction and where's here. Where's the card? <laughs> Let's listen to some more. So now we've made the segue to homegrown terror. Now we've got to punch it in your face. We looked online at all the recruitment videos from the... Recruitment videos. He's not recruitment videos. (laughs) It's recruitment videos. Do they have like... (laughs) I can't even... That's so stupid I can't even get into it. Medical cleric Anwar Alalaki. Not to mention Osama bin Laden. What can you do about this? On the assumption that some of these thousands, 11,181 viewers are people who actually... By the way, I love that. So maybe the video had 11,000 views and she immediately turns it into 11,000 viewers. Like, uh, oh, oh, there's 11,000 of these crazy guys out there, homegrown terrorists. Intend to hurt people. Well, one of the things we've no. done... Uh, hurt people. Uh, we collectively has, uh, has been an outreach program. Uh, so we have an outreach program. <laughs> ...are in dialogue with, with the Muslim uh, community. And that is, where, that is going to be a source of uh, advice, counsel, and wisdom, as well as... Uh, All right, now, now we get into to, the uh, who's, who's more dangerous, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, ...radical views. As you look at these two photos... And I'm, literally, the two pictures now flying on screen. Osama bin Laden and Anwar al-Awlaki. Anwar al-Awlaki? Osama bin Laden. Who's the most dangerous? <laughs> I don't think you need to pick. I think they're both uh, dangerous and they are uh, both uh, the, the, the center of it. What? 
What does she know? What does Napolitano know about anything? She's a governor of New Mexico. Well, they have to do this because if there's a WikiLeak that comes out that Bin Laden's dead, then they've got to have another guy who's equally as important. That's why it's a trick. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a trick. It's they a don't trick. know that this has not been discussed in those. In fact, they, know, they may know that it has. I, I think they know something. I, I think they're very worried because you know it's very unclear uh, who was is, who is leaking WikiLeaks. And at this point, we're so stupid and so complicit that anyone can just come out and say, well, you know, there's a, there was a cable that uh, was released and uh, no one would go looking for it. People don't even read the bills that, that, that they've been waiting you know, 18 you, years actually, to sign. Yeah, you are actually uh, pointed this out. You've been trying to find some stuff on the WikiLeaks database. It's, I found some stuff, but, you know, it's, it's pretty hit and miss. It's very, very difficult because you don't. the 250,000 aren't there. The Guardian has it. They have two hundred. They say, but it's not. There's only like a thousand or so that are released on the database. Anyway, let's just uh, wrap this up with uh, the equally as dangerous. Continuing effort to um, commit terrorist acts and kill innocent people. But we wondered, how did they stay in control with so much information coming? Now this is the funny part. Here's where she rolls out the London thing, and the guy totally blows it. And every day. For instance, the afternoon of our interview, the day's news had been filled with the terror arrest, 12 people in London just that morning. But when we asked the director of intelligence... First of all, London. How serious is it? Any implication that it was coming here? Any of the things that they have seen were coming here? Uh, what, uh, London? What? 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 London? Uh, London? Uh, so the guy doesn't know what, what happened in London. <laughs> and uh, and what's funny Which was a bogus. It wasn't even you know anything. It wasn't on their list of things to do. Well, so listen to how. So I, I'm fast forwarding to the end of the report because it was really embarrassing. And then uh, uh, Brandon pipes up and says, "You know, you know, uh, London, the twelve guys, you know." <coughs> and then Clapper goes, "Oh, oh, yeah, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Clapper, you should He's see too it. Too busy drinking three <laughs> martinis at lunch. So, so here's how what? Diane. Here's how Diane Sawyer wraps up the report. London today, his office issued a statement saying my question was ambiguous, and that the director's knowledge of the threat streams in Europe code is profound and multi-dimensional. It's profound and multi-dimensional. Yes, so, it was all over the news that day, and so her question was ambiguous. Uh, but, but, right. but his knowledge is profound and multi-dimensional. But then later that day, was he an outer space alien. Later that day, Brannon makes a statement. Saying the guy actually didn't know. He didn't. No, but, but, but first, they send a statement. They put out a st- his office puts out a statement and says, uh, the question was ambiguous, and uh, his knowledge is quite uh, broad and multidimensional. He knows everything. I see everything. I know everything. I am the National Director of Intelligence. I see it all. I hear all the chatter. But then Brandon says, uh, well, you know, he was like, he, he, uh, no, he didn't know. On Monday, uh, there were 12 individuals in the U.K. who were arrested on a suspected terrorist plot. I was wondering if you could tell us anything more that we know about that, or any, anything about their intention. And also, if the problem of intelligence sharing has been solved, if you could explain why uh, Director of National Intelligence Clapper did not know at 3.45 on Monday about those arrests in that interview with Diane Sawyer that you and Secretary Napolitano did, uh, how that's possible that hours later he had not been told. I'll be pleased the- to address that Thank question, Jake. Let me, let me today, as you know. Let me address you. Uh, 
Sorry, I should have clipped that shorter. This is the, still the stupid I'll report. I'll be pleased to address it because we're trying to get rid of that guy. Exactly. A takedown of the individuals uh, in Britain to uh, work with them closely to find out whether or not there's any nexus here to the homeland. Uh, find out the homeland. Uh, what we- homeland. It, it, this bothers me, this this use of homeland, which of course is what the Nazis used, hinterland. Fatherland too. Fatherland. No, but it was hinterland. Hinterland is what they really used. Does anyone not... I mean, you know, I, I grew up in uh, in Europe uh, during a time where there was, was a lot of people still kind of getting over the whole, like, Nazi killing Jew and other people uh, type uh, thing, particularly in Amsterdam, and, like, uh, people wanting their bicycle back and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and words like the, the hinterland, it still hits me like, wow, that's a Nazi thing. And here you know, we are I'm using. So, I'm homeland. waiting for the day when you start traveling overseas and you come back to uh, through customs and they say, "Welcome back to the homeland." I bet you they they already say that actually. No. Uh, well, okay. Can about their motivations, uh, intentions, and where their operational planning was going. Annie, I forget it. I'm bored of that. All right, I, I, we're done. But anyway, they, he he comes out and says, uh, "Well, it was on a need to know basis," and he's he was doing much more important stuff. He didn't even know, know about them yeah. than people in London. Yeah, he was having lunch. Come on. He doesn't do anything. It's a bullcrap job. You just get paid money, and that's the end of it. It's bogus. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll do that after the. Uh, I got. The, I also looked into the START treaty, but I'll do that after the break. Yeah, well, I got a bunch of clips. I have to tell you, before I go to the break, at least I have to lighten things up. I do have one joke which is going to run out of steam here if, it's, if we miss Christmas. It's the Letterman Christmas joke, and then we'll uh, thank some of our people who helped us do the show. I, I don't know what happens, but uh, you get one of these stories uh, almost like once a week now, a story like yeah. this. In Wisconsin, there's a mailman delivering his mail, going door to door. It's wintertime. The mailman, United States mailman, door to door, delivering mail. He's naked. <laughs> He's naked. I mean, I mean, we've all heard of junk mail, but this is... <laughs> this is stupid. Wow, I'm... Okay. Gee, 30 seconds of my life will never be returned. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Well, gee, I've never heard that line before. Yeah. So let's thank some people. Let's. Are you there? Yeah, let's. Okay, well, let's start by, uh, these are, by the way, we did send out a mailing, so we have a lot of people to thank, and so people can, uh, and, but we do have a lot of good notes. People send us notes usually when they do, except for Stephen Years from Fresno, California, $133.33. Uh, nice, simple donation, no comment. Zero, uh, Picciarillo, Picciarillo, what do you think? Picciarillo? Picciarillo. P-I-C-C-I-R-I-L. Picciarillo, yeah, Picciarillo. He's an art in North Carolina where I'm sure they, and by the way, we had a a special five by one where you can uh, donate $111.11 and we have a bunch of people who are just going to name them one after another who did that with their comments. But these are people that followed this commentary with $111.11 douchebag call out to West White Cell douchebag Matt Janey oh we have to do every single one douchebag and John Killigan (laughs) douchebag I guess it's Killigan (laughs) my three co-workers who are now regular listeners and have yet to give a penny oh douchebag there we go we got a a quadruple douchebag yes we did Michael uh, Stadjuhar in Apo uh, Arab Emirates, yeah. peers, yeah. I think. We don't have, uh, yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I love this show. Oh, APO, it's probably, wait a minute, he's probably a soldier over there. That's an APO, I don't know. It could be an APO, APO box number from for the military, but he's in the Arab Emirates, whatever the case is, probably uh, 
He's probably living it up in Dubai. <laughs> Love the show. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, thank you. John Schweitzer, Evansville, Indiana. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Give Eric a special attaboy. Uh, some plum pudding or maybe some electricity. After all, he did step in <laughs> to save the day. Give him some electricity. <laughs> Simon Reed, New York City. Happy Christmas from the human resource number one, two, and he's got his number. Yes, well, that's very good. Uh, Keep you, up the good work. You need to said. have your number. Uh, Keith Keelholes. 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 K-E-I-L-H-O-L-T. Kyle Holes, maybe? Could be Kyle Holes. Kyle Holes. Or Holtz. Uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for making good on the last batch of coins. I received mine recently and all is well. Here's the part. $111.11 of, of making up some of the gap. Be sure to tell the boners to do their part as well. <laughs> These are the boners, don't, not donors uh, meme. Your show is the best out there. And DB ratio needs to improve. Really? Huh. Yeah, it does. Does? It does. Theor- really? Yeah. Theodore Hoseman, Sacramento, California. I got some birthday money from my mom, and she told me to spend it on whatever I wish. <laughs> Instead there- of a skateboard. <laughs> there is no better value for value than the No Agenda show and DSC. My birthday was yesterday, 1222. Oh, wow. Also, John, please take me up on the offer to buy you a dinner when you uh, visit the train museum in Sacramento. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to go up to the train museum on a train. And then I'm going to document the train experience, and um, and we'll give. And, uh, we'll if we give, want to have a Sacramento meetup. We're going to do it, but I'm not going to stick around for dinner. And we're going to give uh, Theodore a shout out for his birthday, John. Just so you know, the next one isn't anonymous. It is. Yeah. Uh, in Sandringham, Victoria. Victoria, Australia. Hi, John and Adam. Longtime listener, first time donor, an ex boner. And ex-boner, thanks for a great breakdown of fiction called News. <laughs> Saw the five-by-one offer. How could I refuse? Merry yeah. Christmas and happy birthday. I can do a dose of karma. Yeah, well, we can give that to you, my friend. <laughs> well, I'll de-douche him, too. You've been Whoa. de yeah, A de-douching and a karma. You've got karma. Wow, it's a, it's a double shot. And if you're gonna, if people want to be anonymous, put it at the beginning, not the end of your, uh, your note. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Davies, Lawton, Oklahoma, $104. Uh, hey, John and Adam, this is Greg Davies. I've been a long-time listener. Actually, this is his first donation of the show and thoroughly enjoyed. I'm donating a dollar for each episode in 2010, $2 per week at 52 weeks a year. That's a good deal, $104. We encourage everybody to do that. I know it's not much, but I wanted to show my support for the outstanding work you guys do. I'd like to get a shout-out for my good friend, a musician called Corey Kohler, pronounced Kaylee. Pronounced Kaler. Kaler. Corey Kaler, who got me started on your show. Well, that's nice. You can check his music out at uh, planetcorey.com. Love to send him some karma to get some more people to check his tunes out. You've got karma. We need guys like you exposing the mainstream media for the t- testicle slurpers they are. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am trying to get through a whole show without uh, going off color. Well, you know, testicle's not really off color. Well, testicle the, uh, slurper Drew- is, is kind of on the border. Uh, uh, Tony Drew's Moline, Illinois. Uh, $101.01, binary Merry Christmas to you, John and Adam. Another small step toward knighthood. Binary, 101. Mm, Nice. Pretty cute. cute. Uh, Ben Dotson, uh, 
Bixby, Oklahoma, got his 1010 coins and donated $100 after that. Uh, Robert Evans, Capitola, surfer capital of the world, uh, or one of them, or nearby uh, California, uh, $100. Hold on a second. Hey, you're doing well. My thing scrolled. Matt Tinker, Marysville, Tennessee, $100. Uh, John Adam, my wife woke up this morning, or in the morning, it should say, after a rough night, tossing and turning. She dreamed she was surrounded by the Red Guard and couldn't get away. I immediately <laughs> thought of year one and see something, say something. I showed her the commercials, and she flipped out. It's like the Hitler Youth. She has a hard time with some of the language yes, of the joke. Yes, yes. Wait a minute. No, no, no. This is why I'm trying to be a good boy. She has a hard time with some of the language on the show, partially because my two-year-old is also listening. We're, well, well, we don't we don't recommend two-year-olds listen. That that maybe. And by the way, I don't early. know if the two-year is going to get much out of it. So, but although, no. so here's a hundred dollars to encourage. Maybe you know they have to you have to start early. Here's a hundred dollars to encourage you guys to clean it up a little. I can so I can get her to listen more. Uh, God bless. Uh, happy marriage. All right, let me play something for her then. That's one mother I'd like to. Maybe clean it up. Uh, anonymous from Knoxville, Tennessee, hundred dollars. Long time uh, listener needs a de douching. For anonymous, you've been de douched. Yeah, well, you got a double de douche. Some of you just douched. It's it's been almost three weeks of non-smoking, and I'm still trembling. So, Michael Kerr, well, give him another de douching. You've been de-douched. You basically just brought them back to neutral. <laughs> Michael Kearns, Platte City, Missouri. Ninety-nine, ninety-nine. Adam, could you say Mike and Mindy Niner, 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 uh, whatever? Mike and Mindy Niner. Yes. Mike and Mindy Niner, 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 Niner. I'm donating. He says, thanks for showing me how to deconstruct. Could you throw out some extra karma for all the producers this year who keep the show going? Yeah, of course we can. You've got karma. John, you know, people complain about this segment of the show. I, I time it. It's only five or six minutes. John Stevens, Laguna Woods, California. I hope you didn't get uh, struck by the flooding. $82. My 82nd birthday? Wow. wow. Wait a minute. Karma? Hello? Hello? You've got karma. 80, well, we're going to... He's on the list for the birthdays. Wow. He's uh, he needs karma to shoot his age in golf. <laughs> now that now that is uh, that's that's a good one. That's quite a feat. That's yeah, awesome. Well, at eighty two is you know you have to. He may be uh, one of our most senior listeners. In eighty two, at eighty two, would be a heck of a golf game. No if kidding. If you do it, John, let us know. Chris Perry, uh, Corning, California, seventy-seven, seventy-seven. David Lee, Williamsburg, Virginia, seventy-five dollars. Last time he contributed, uh, Adam douched me. Oh no! For a joke I made at his expense. Uh. So I need a thorough cleansing. Thanks for helping <laughs> make twenty ten tolerable. All right, take off your clothes. Here it comes. You've been de-douched. You are now cleansed, my friend, completely. Start checking out ZeroHedge.com. I'm not affiliated, and I think you'll appreciate their uh, viewpoints, which has something to do with the stock market, I'm assuming. Eh, that kind or of, gardening. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> gardening. <laughs> Simon Boyd. <sighs> Perth. Wow. I've always wanted to visit Perth. Perth is on the other side of the whole I've, I've been. I've been to Perth. I've been to yeah, Perth. Yeah, you have been to Perth, it's, Perth and I'm it's jealous. It's very green in Perth. It is yeah, I, beautiful. I just think of it as a desert town. No, 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 no. But I took the... Uh, uh, the Desert Railroad, that 24-hour uh, yeah, train that ride from Melbourne. I think it's from Melbourne to Perth. Uh, 
Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Uh, the Trans-Pacific Line, I think it's called. Um, and you literally go through the desert, and then you wake up the next morning. It's like Perth. Oh, it's like green and sappy. It's nice. Nice there. We should go. Here's this. I love to go. Uh, here's 6824. I like the number, but it's also to cover my lost coin. Didn't know you guys would have to pay, assuming the price covered postal insurance. I would like to call out Treeby as a douchebag. Douchebag. Treeby. For not donating and thinking pure water will conduct electricity. Shill. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's good. Yeah, it is. Uh, he also has a website here. Uh, wow. Yeah, let's move along, man. How much more? In the morning, have? Boyd uh, get mode down under. Okay. Anyway, Jason Fen. We're almost done. Jason Fenwick, Arlington, Virginia, sending you some karma for the. You sending us some karma. Oh, thank you, uh, Arlington, where I was born, by the way, Arlington Hospital. Yeah, this is my. I didn't know that. This yeah. is to honor my first antibody scanner convert. A coworker was happily herded into one was and dropped dead. No, hey, and what, and about what? their safety benefits. Some using some talking points. I had them converted with a couple of swift hits in the mouth. By the end of the nice. conversation, they were worried for their own safety. These are the talking <laughs> points memos we sent out. I hope people open their email once in a while and they'll find them in there. You can use them for stuff like this. He gave us 6543-6543. Andrew Prowse, uh, Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, thank, uh, though they put up with me a lot to his families. Or they put up, our families put up a lot with us. Now nah, they love us. It's appreciated. Cancel Mobile Me uh, sent you half. Oh, Good thank idea. you. That's so nice. Appreciate that. Feep? Uh, this is a Netherlands name. Feep. 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 Wow. I haven't heard that either, but. Peep, or it would in, be, yeah, peep. In peep. Rosendahl, hmm. $60, uh, great show. Uh, curious how you butcher <laughs> my name. Thank you very much. Well, we've tried. I don't know. Feep. Peep, 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 peep. Uh, here's one to butcher. Floris. <laughs> Floris Dop. I think this is this is a joke, actually. Floris Flor- Fidel, de, Fidel de Dop. Oh, okay. I, th- I think it's a joke. Fidel Fidel die dop. Flores Fidel die dop. In Holland, it could it could really be his name, Fidel die dop. Okay. Yeah, sure. Fidel die dop. Uh, it's a donation from Flores John Maritis Fidel die dop. Flores Jan Maurits Fidel die dop. <laughs> say it, John. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I can barely say it. Say Flores it. Jan Maurits Fidel die dop. Flores Jan Maurits Fidel die dop. <laughs> from. Uh, from <laughs> Permarin. <laughs> Permarin. Very good. I'm a donor, not a boner, or am I? I'm supposed to donate on 10, 10, 10, but unexpected cancer operation. My father took priority. I never did out PayPal. Good for you. Spending my money on no agenda instead of a dinner with the family. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel too good. <laughs> know about this. <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, uh, Chris Scooter, uh, uh, Kiwi Chris. Uh, Kiwi Chris, yeah. He's, yeah uh, Kiwi Chris in Kiwiville, uh, New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> Kiwiville? <laughs> Wellington. <laughs> oh, Wellington, I'm sorry. How can I not donate on Christmas? You both promised us great entertainment this year and opened my eyes to much that is going on in the world. Sometimes you see there's, uh, there was more international topics. He wishes for more international topics. We'll, we'll deliver more this coming year. I got, I got some right here for you. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Brad McConaughey, Cincinnati, Ohio, $50.09. Happy uh, from Ham Radio Slave, Brad McConaughey. NAQQ in Cincinnati, Ohio, donated 5009 because 5009 megahertz is the six meter Morse code calling frequency. Ah. I could actually use a little karma for 2011. <laughs> 5009. 
You've got karma. And then we have uh, Keith Gibson, Chris Johnson, John Lake, uh, Alan Martin, Bradley Serbo, um, all uh, donating $50 with Robert Sloan, who gives us a happy holidays, and Jesse Cruz, a first-time donor. Thanks for the shows. And please tell my fen, fen, friend, jeez, I'm losing it, my friend Patrick, what is it, Patrick? Yeah, Patrick. Patrick got me hooked on the show to stop playing that Skinner box of a game called World of Warcraft. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Sad. Uh, Gear Ask, uh, Asklin in uh, Norway. Uh, yeah, Elska die in Norway. Does the belch necessary? <laughs> it popped out. Sorry. Uh, Joaquin Monton Bueno and in Paterna, Spain, and Gerald Friedlansky in Quebec. And by the way, uh, Joaquin in Spain uh, says he that PayPal lost his subscription again. Anyway, I want to mention what uh, the, our friend in uh, Norway said, which is Merry Christmas to all listeners, especially Adam, John, Eric, and other loved ones. Thanks for provi- providing an excellent service. I'd like to call out Asklack and Magnus as ig- or ignominious douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> douchebag. Okay. Donate slaves. <laughs> I'd also love some karma if my meager donation allows for it. I'm embarking on a new business venture in 2010 regarding the name Gear. Gear is how most people named Gear on this planet wish it was pronounced. Having suffered the consequences of being given this name and ending up with a fair amount of English-speaking friends and on the inner tubes who gladly beats this particular horse to death time after time, I see no reason why I should suffer alone in my any longer. I added annoyance of my middle name, Helge, certainly doesn't make the English pronunciation any less entertaining. So my very last words in the letter to us shall reveal the true spoken f- form. Brace thyselves. Best Yuletide wishes, gayer Helgay. <laughs> gay or hell gay oh my god that is bad <laughs> that really is bad gay or hell gay is his name i guess guess I what know. no repeal for you okay <laughs> no okay repeal. that's a thank you we want my thank goodness everybody. yes well thank you so much to everybody who was yeah. uh, supporting us this was a this was a great christmas gift i i feel the yuletide spirit is amongst the producers and the non-boners would you would you not say john Oh, absolutely! I mean, it's it, non boners or winners. It, <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's really, really nice. I appreciate that, of course. And uh, let's uh, make good on some birthdays here for a moment. It's your birthday, birthday. Singing helps, apparently. Alex Crokey turns thirty-nine uh, tomorrow, so we congratulate him. And uh, Theodore Hossman, uh, he celebrated his birthday on the twenty-second. And John Stevens turns eighty-two today, trying to shoot his age in golf. We congratulate all of you with the birthdays from all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. By the way, I got a lot of notes. People think I should continue to sing. It uh, is actually uh, soothing to them. Yeah, they, right. They love it very. <laughs> they they love it very much. It's true. They really do. We have two nights, I think. Yeah. Let's. Um, can you just uh, pull out your sword there for a second, big hold boy? Hold on. Hold on. Stuck. Yeah, there you go. All right. Step forward, Alan Bose, please, Alan. Uh, we would like to uh, have you kneel, human resource, as uh, you have. Uh, Reach the pinnacle of giving level here on the No Agenda Show, and we thereby knight thee, Sir Alan Bose. You are now a knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Another one, John. We have uh, Greg Stone, who becomes a black knight today. 
Let's hit him as well as he kneels before us. Greg, you are now the Black Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please, both of you, head on over to our roundtable and enjoy all the good stuff we've laid out for you for Christmas. And, uh, and I, I, I want to do Pels Mockers, I think. Uh, indeed. Yes. Uh, well, you need a bigger sword for him. There you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, you're okay. getting... Uh, it's heavier. Yeah, got it. Sir Baron Stephen Van Pelsmakers, Baron of the Walloons and the Flemish, better known as the country formerly known as Belgium. Uh, wow, you've come in with uh, the 1111 donation giving level. Thank you so much. You are now Uber Super Baron Sir Stephen Van Pelsmakers. I'm just going to hit you again just because I love you so much. We, uh, we, we now, you also have to read Greg Birch's note, which I can't yes. find. Uh, oh, jeez. Really? Well, it came in. It, I, when I do a search on Birch, it came in under something else. Well, I can find it real quick. It's just, I, I, I mean, I wasn't quite ready for that. I thought you'd be prepared. Well, I wasn't prepared to. I was, I, when I looked at my search page, there, it's not there. I'm just going, what the heck? Okay, so I'm going into my email, and all I have to do for is search for 150 and uh, dollar sign 150 and uh, it's now going into the uh, SQL database and uh, it is bringing up the emails and here it is that's how fast it looks through everything what is this you're using um, uh, that's that mail steward thing I got okay um, please divide the props for this donation into two parts it was a pretty qu- pretty quick search wasn't it huh were you impressed I am stunned yeah $150 for Eric the Shill and all his hard work sorting out data and keeping people happy uh, that's kind of like a hooker price, isn't it? Keep, <laughs> keeps people happy. Here's 150 bucks, honey. Uh, and 150 for my son, Michael Birch, towards his eventual knighthood as a Christmas present. Karma, please, for his career in design. You've got karma. Wow. Okay, so that was a, a very long uh, donation segment, but uh, it's everyone came in at the last minute, and we highly appreciate it. Of course, to everyone under the $50 comfort level, um, and a lot of you, or most of you do that to, to remain anonymous, to be sure that you remain anonymous, we highly appreciate what you do. Everyone on the 3333, on the night layaways, on the lucky 30, on the $5 a month, even if you've given us $1, uh, really thank you so much because you make this program possible. And we've had a tough month, and I think this uh, definitely makes up for it. It's great. It's great. Doesn't mean you can slack off next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, slave driver. Screw you. Yes, I am. I am. So go to Dvorak.org slash NA or channel Dvorak.com slash NA uh, or just go to uh, our uh, noagendashow.com website and uh, from there, you can uh, find a donation page link. Yeah, org slash NA. Can't go wrong. Quick little bit of international news. I promised uh, international news. Belarus is in an uproar, John. Belarus. Yeah, of course, this won't be covered by anybody. That's why I want to say it, because after the Russians successfully killed the entire uh, political spectrum of Poland, uh, literally killed everyone. You remember yeah. this. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. we have to remember that the Russian, everybody, all of the, right. The science, the science is in. The Russians killed all of the all of the Polish government. It was like half the government was on this plane. Oh, sorry, crash. Oh, bad weather. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's how it goes at a Russian Air Force base. So if that wasn't enough, now they've got to take over uh, the what's in between Poland and Russia is Belarus. It's, it's oh, the country yeah. right in between Poland and Russia. They must have said we're toast once that 
Polish plane. Well, you know, crash. well, you know, the Polish people are going like, "What? Wait a minute, this is no good. This is really, really bad." So they, uh, so they had elections, and uh, uh, this is the uh, Lukashenko got eighty uh, percent of the votes cast, which means Very. there was a ninety a ninety percent. Uh, Turnout. Turnout, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Mm. And I'm, I'm getting news from uh, some of our producers that people are being uh, taken out of hospitals and disappeared. It's like it's pandemonium, and you'll get zero reporting on it here, except for this one little thing in the uh, New York Times. After Belarus vote, riot police attack protesters. They're like disappearing people, left and right. And it's a geopolitical thing. And it also has to do with the START Treaty, which we'll, we can get into. I, actually, I did the work on the START Treaty. Do you want to hear what I came up with? Yeah, sure. There's a couple things. Um, so I read the START Treaty, this, which, by the way, I guess it passed in the uh, in the Senate. Does that mean it's law yet, or do we have to go through the House still? Or, no, the Senate is the last stop, isn't it? I think the Senate it? is the treaty uh, end point for the treaties. Okay, so, it's, so I, I guess we're too late then. Uh, and you can uh, have a link to the uh, to the START Treaty. But I was reading through this, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly is it? Why is everyone so excited that instead yeah, of... Instead it's of weird. Ch- and they made well, a big stink about, oh, don't, you can't change the language, the Russians won't let you, and all this other crap. I well, didn't, so I read through the thing. I couldn't get into it. Well, I got into it, and I pulled a couple things that I thought were rather interesting. So it seems to me that this is not about how many thousand intercontinental ballistic missiles you can have. Because that's really what what it's being propagated as. Oh, you know, we're reducing arms. I think this is actually more about who can produce what and who can sell to whom. Because oh, it's, that makes sense. It's so specific. Yeah, what, that would make sense. It's, because yeah. there there is, you know, we, these international arms dealers, and exactly. the biggest ones are, are the U.S. and Russia. Mm-hmm. And Israel, I think, is number three. I'm not sure. But anyway, the, you know, we're, and of course, that's the reason we crack down on any independence. Exactly. So, some poor guy out there trying to move some Remingtons, you know, he's an international it's, arms it's, dealer. It's Throw a, him in yeah, jail. It's a trade agreement between the, the way I read it, it's a trade agreement between the U.S. and, uh, and the Soviet Union or Russia as to who's going to sell what to whom and how much. And and so it's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, a missile is not a missile if it hasn't been put in the silo yet. So that doesn't count. So you can have you can produce all kinds of stuff. Um, but uh, if you have uh, here it is, you don't have to here for the purposes of ensuring verification of compliance with provisions of this treaty. Each party undertakes uh, that you have to disclose uh, where your missiles are and what you've got going on. However, the obligation not to use concealment measures includes the obligation not to use them at test ranges, includes measures that result in the concealment of ICBMs, SLBMs, and ICBM launchers, or the association. However, the obligation not to use concealment measures shall not apply to cover or concealment practices at bases uh, that use environmental shelters for strategic uh, offensives. So there's all what these. What does that mean? What it means is, if they hide a rocket in an environmental shelter, it, you don't have to count it. <laughs> it's crazy. But here's the one that I like the most. <laughs> so they're talking about where these things are uh, stored. So um, and whether you count them or not, non-deployed ICBMs and non-deployed SLBMs only at as appropriate. This is where you can store them. Submarine bases, IBM or SLBM loading facilities. Maintenance facilities, repair facilities, storage facilities, 
conversion or elimination facilities, test ranges, and here's my favorite, space launch facilities. Ha! Really, oh, really? now? We have silos in space? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you. I told you we had moon bases. These guys have got all kinds <laughs> Is that the same as a moon base? A space launch facility? Excuse me, that's not the International Space Station, so there's got to be some other thing up there that can shoot off an ICBM. There's got to be a significant thing that we're not told about if you say right there, space launch facilities. I'm sorry. That's like very specific language. It's okay. You can well, have them at space launch facilities. Where, well, where is it? Couldn't that be a moon base? You know, SLBM means space launch ballistic missile. Right. But actually, what it really means is submarine sea launch ballistic missile. But apparently, it also means as a su- in a subtext way. And, and since they don't say it specifically, unless it's in the definitions of the bill. But they're saying here specifically that you can deploy at space launch facilities. Okay, well, they got a couple satellites loaded to the gills with weaponry. How so. big are these satellites? Well, <laughs> apparently, they're bigger than you'd want. But a space launch facility doesn't mean it's a satellite. It can be a planet or a moon. <laughs> a planet. A moon. Got, they got Mars is loaded <laughs> to the gills. It takes a little while before you get the missile here. Hey, you know, you, a week later. You say tomato, I say tomato. When I read space launch facility, I'm thinking moon base. Yeah. Just saying. Anyway, so... Uh, and that's our international news for this week, ladies and gentlemen. So please take it from me. The START Treaty is nothing but a weapons pact for who produces for what. It goes right down to the model and the make of what the Americans make and what the Russians make and how much they can have and how much you can have in production. It's a total price fixing. It's price fixing for the nuclear... Uh, for Price fixing for uh, arms sales. Because it's not just about uh, uh, missiles; it's about uh, specific yeah, well, types of aircraft. We, just, yeah, well, somebody's got to fix prices. I mean, this is well, the big. This is the big so business know. in this country. Just so you know, that's that's why they do it, and that's that's why it passes. Because everyone's in on board with the military-industrial complex. So I got a clip here to change gears. Uh, because I was just, fa- I ran into this guy. So who is this idiot? This uh, skinny guy. He's got, he's like a black old black man, and his 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 eyebrows are all turned in the way so that you know the middle of the eyebrow is up, and the and the back and the sides toward the ears are down. So it's like that funny look where you're like, oh, don't hurt me, kind of look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. And this, and I'm looking. I said, who is this guy? And I realized this is the guy. And I've never seen him before. He was on C-SPAN. He's, he's in charge of the committee. He's a congressman in charge of the committee that's going to handle, as if he knows anything about the internets, he's going to handle the no, uh, the no follow list legislation. Oh, this is the advertising. Uh, yeah, whatever. Right. No, don't track me. Don't, don't, ta- track, don't track me, me bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna just, I just want you to play a little bit of the clip. It, this is Bobby Rush, who is the only man in history who's ever beaten Barack Obama in an election. And was. And if you read the Vanity Fair pieces and all this stuff, I remember, oh, they talked about Bobby Rush. Bobby Rush's guy, you know, the favorite son from Illinois. And, and Obama tried to screw him, and, and, but, but Bobby beat him back. And, and, in what? You know, in what? He, Obama ran for Congress or something before, or lo, some local... Oh, I thought I don't remember, but Bobby Rush beat him. He's the only guy who's ever beaten Obama. And I'm watching this guy saying, "Why is this guy elected in the first place?" It just makes you wonder. But this is the great Bobby Rush who beat Obama, and you can you can just play as much as you can stand. 
This House Energy and Commerce hearing is two hours and 15 minutes. Good morning to all who have gathered here. Okay, I'm done. Come on, give people a chance here. <laughs> just kidding. It's only really getting good at the beginning. And, it just gets uh, better. Just kidding. We want to uh, convene uh, this hearing on the Subcommittee on Commerce, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Uh, so the hearing is now called to order, and uh, we will begin with opening statements with uh, yeah, you know, I've uh, I've seen this guy in uh, I think he was in one of those oil roundtables, and 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 people actually put up with it. <laughs> I can't. They actually it. sit there and go like, "Oh God, all right, he whatever." He says, "If you if you I'm, you can't understand you can't understand a word he's saying." Not only that, but you can't you you can't play the whole thing. But I swear to God, he says opening statements about twenty times. He says, and then when they give the opening statements, they'll come, and then there'll be two o'clock, and they'll give the opening statements after the opening no, he, statements. He's whacked. It's, it's like the guys on drugs. Play a little more than you announcements can. Announcements by the chair. Uh, there are approximately five votes that are currently occurring <laughs> on the floor. So at this time. You know, if I ever pass away, he can fill in. He can fill in my slot on the show. Uh, It'll be a 10-hour show. Um, We will have the opening statements from the chair and from the ranking member. Uh, And from the ranking member. of those opening statements, we will recess. All right. I can't listen to it. It's funny, though. It's funny when... He just keeps saying opening statements. But but it's funny when you watch the video on C-SPAN, which we do so you don't have to. It's funny because you see everyone just like, oh, man, is he ever going to get done with this? Is he ever going to finish? He never gets done. And then he does a timetable when this is going to happen, when that's going to happen. It's it's unbelievable. So this is the great Bobby Rush who beat Obama. In in the debate, clearly. Obama Obama (laughs) fell over from boredom. Obama shot himself in the debate. (laughs) He fell over from boredom. He just was just going. Uh, he walked. He left. Hey, I have a like a a little theory I want to run by you. It's like a sure. it pulls four stories into one. It's like a connect the dots thing. But I wanted to see if uh, if you think it holds any legs. Now it and it, it holds any legs. Yeah, uh, in the air. <laughs> Spread going. eagle. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, if it has legs. So um, now, did I see you or did? blog or post i hear people talking about rfid chips in the in the money or like uh, that was in a it could have been one of our blog posts right somebody's found that there's little rfid chips right. in the 20 so this is uh, essentially exactly what i think you and i discussed three years ago almost when uh, i discovered well i didn't discover it was discovered that the euro notes all have some form of uh, uh, rfid or at least some kind of circuitry that uh, fries in the microwave yeah and so, uh, so now this is pro- cropping up. Uh, by the in- way, by the way, just to, just to stop you for a second. Well, you might say this in a minute. Maybe I'm c- cutting you short, but you know, if there's some sort of metal thing at all in these things, it doesn't have to be RFID. It will, it'll do this in the microwave. I agree. I, mean, I, I haven't seen anyone pull one of these chips and show it, or actually talk to the chip with a with an RFID reader. So, so this I think is a I think this is a bogus assertion with all the bills. But anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah, but there was a slash dot uh, link uh, here's his, and and this is to popside.com. 
Early this month, it came to light that the new high-tech U.S. $100 bill was so difficult to counterfeit that even the U.S. Mint couldn't properly master the production process, causing printing problems that eventually led to the Treasury Department to quarantine $110 billion in new currency. Um, and so the story goes on to say that the problem might have been with these uh, with the tiny organic circuitry, which is being printed directly onto bills, which has been uh, successfully done with uh, uh, Swiss francs, Japanese yen, and euros. Uh, and so the general, again, this, this is just a theory. So I, I don't know for sure. I don't think anyone has come out and said, yes, it's RFID. But let's not put it past anybody, because not that hard to print a little RFID into the money, right? Would you agree? It could be done. Okay, could yeah. be done. Pointless. Now, but go all ahead. right. So the next point is this net neutrality thing that the FCC voted on, <clears throat> which we didn't need any. Everything's working fine. We didn't even need any rules. I, John, you and I are not going to have a debate about what net neutrality is or isn't. Uh, but one thing's for sure: the United States government, uh, unelected uh, portions of it, are now saying uh, we can uh, regulate the internet. Right, right. We can agree That's on that. They wrote a whole, whole column. Right. On it. So the whole thing is about regulating the internet, no matter what the regulation is. Now enter, oh wait, now we also have to go back to our friend Vivek Kundra. What was Vivek Kundra pushing uh, uh, a couple months ago? IPv6. This is his big thing. Ooh, we have to go to IPv6. IPv6. Oh, the government's already going to IPv6. Now, so you know, IPv6, which is Internet Protocol version 6, which is, I guess they skipped 5 because we're on 4 right now, uh, will enable us to have an infinitely more... IP addresses. I'm speaking in layman's terms, but the Pretty whole, much. but the yeah, whole you idea have tr- trillions, I think, trillions. So then I, I get a link from um, one of our producers showing me what the integration is between IPv6 and RFID, because what happens and the way IPv6 is set up. Again, paraphrasing. I'm not uh, a technician, engineer, but I can read. The whole idea is that every RFID circuit will essentially have its own unique ip address on the internet if if and when ipv6 is implemented ergo if a bill uh, a piece of money has uh, let's say there's an rfid embedded in it the minute so when it comes out of the cash machine it is already tracked by its unique ip address on the internet by the machine then you're holding on to it uh, and that of course could be you know could be tracked through your cell phone or a million different ways. But let's say you hand it out to the uh, cashier in a shop, um, they're going to put it in their till because it has the uh, RFID in it. It can automatically be seen if it's a valid bill or not. And because it has its, own, you don't have to have uh, a database. You, it has its own unique IP address on the internet, so it's a known bill. If you put all of this together with the fact that IPv6 now can be uh, mandated by the FCC, certainly in the United States. We have the RFID in, in our money. Um, you could actually have a cashless society with cash, okay. a- and your bill could be rendered invalid. How about that? So you could pay with your 20. It's like, I'm sorry, but you, know, you haven't paid your taxes, so your money's no good. I like it. That's a good theory. It's pretty crazy. It's cr- totally crackpot. But there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. And and if now you- let's wait. Let me give. You, I'm going to back you up a little bit. Okay. So you go. I go to England. This is a few years back, and I've always got a cache of of foreign currency around that I. So when I get out of off an airplane, I don't have to immediately run to some scammy uh, currency conversion operation and go to a bank later. 
or I go to an ATM machine. So I always have a few bucks with me. And, I, and so this is the, I forgot how many years ago this was, but I go in, there's a regular British pound. And I take it to the, and I sort of buy a sandwich or something at the airport as I'm leaving. And the guy said, this bill's no good. You can't use this. It's no good. Hmm. I said, what? And he's, and then he points out to me, and anyone can look at their pound notes, and they can see there's oh, was a little... Oh, an old pound? Yeah, it was a pound that doesn't... It looks like a new pound. It looks exactly the same, except for one thing. It doesn't say ER on it, or EU, one of the two. ER, ER. E, yeah, it says ER, stamped on there, and that means it's a euro... A euro-qualified pound note or something. In other words, it's part of the monetary system. The old note, which looks exactly the same, they won't take it. And so you, but I said, what, did I, what am I doing? I went, you can take it to a bank, and they'll take it and give you the regular pound notes. And I'm thinking, this is stupid. I mean, why, does it, you know, why doesn't just anybody take it? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Your money's okay. no good with us, literally. <laughs> yeah, the money's no good for it. Yeah, exactly. So I, so I went to the bank. I cashed the stuff in, and I'm, I'm still shaking my head over the whole thing. And this would be the same kind of thing. It's like they get the bill. It looks like a regular bill. It yeah, you're, sorry, sir. Your money's no good. It's been tur- this bill has been deactivated. But think about it. We keep talking about right. the cashless society, and it makes so much sense. They're trying to push us towards uh, using credit cards and plastic money and, and digits all the time. <coughs> Why not make every single bill uniquely identifiable and just say this bill is no longer valid? You're done. It's over. Well, it seems to me you can go to Vegas and kind of launder your money and, you know. Yeah, but the, but it'll still be tracked everywhere. They try, yeah, but it's, uh, they, they, I don't know tracked. how much tracking they can do. If you Say you, you're gambling and you put a $100 bill down on the crap table and they give you $100 in chips. And yeah, then but you, you put it down and right there the IP address yeah, okay, is known. Yeah, they're reading it and then they give you another one. They, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a lot of work to track my okay. $100. It's, I, don't th- I don't think it's necessarily to track. I think it's to able and disable. That's what yeah, I mean. well, I, that's fine, but I still think you can get around. These systems are, are they can't even, I mean, they can't yeah. even get anything But you know straight. what? Never Knowing happen. Vivek Kundra, I'm sure someone oh. sold him well, see, a great a good, idea. I, you mentioned it. I'm glad Vivek Kundra is the guy running it because yeah. it's like, you know. Because it'll never work. It'll never work. Uh, so one other scam I need to point out today because uh, a lot of people emailed me this. Uh, of course, um, also two years ago when I was looking at all of the annual reports for all of the big pharmaceutical uh, companies, it was very clear from their from their PowerPoints that they show to investors that vaccine is where it's at. Vaccines is the new uh, uh, is the new pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for all of the. Um, pharmaceutical companies and of course the government and uh, world health organization are complicit uh, by pushing stuff like uh, yeah, the unnecessary firing well i just want to read one more step because of course from the minute they um i think it's uh, is it um i think it's merck yeah merck yeah. from the minute merck came out with the uh, hpv virus uh the human papillomavirus vaccine for girls and women which really only protects you against three of the possible 14 types of cervical cancer and is proven to actually not be all that great and not work. However, they have done an amazing job marketing this, trying to give it away for free, uh, giving you shopping coupons at the mall as long as you take the shot. Doctors are pushing this. Uh, on all kinds of uh, of patients, and uh, a lot of people have run into uh, health problems after taking this. Then, of course, 
uh, they said, well, it's not just for girls. We got it approved for boys because, you know, boys can uh, get cervical cancer, apparently. Um, and now Gardasil is, uh, it's, it's the same stuff. Now it has been approved as a vaccine for anal cancer. Uh, and I just want to congratulate I thought them. it was approved first for warts, and nobody bought it for that. Yeah, it's for genital warts, cerv- no, c- cervical cancer, vaginal cancer. Then it was uh, uh, warts for boys, and now it's for anal cancer. And this is not prostate cancer, it's anal cancer. W- how, how do you get anal cancer? I don't know. You know, it's just uh, like you probably get it by taking that vaccine. No <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable how they're pushing this stuff and getting it approved for anything. It wasn't even tested long enough for the its original purpose. Yeah, and apparently some people have had all kinds of reactions yeah, to it. People are very have, negative. Girls have gone into seizures. There's uh, many have died. With many, I mean more than five uh, that I know of that I've read about. I think that's many. And it just keeps on going. Just keep on shoving it out there. And now it's good for anal cancer. Well, you know what? I don't want anal cancer, so I might as well get this shot. What do you think, John? Sounds bad. Anal cancer. Better get this shot. Yeah, yeah, I think you should go get the shot. I got a a puff promotional piece about getting your shots, and it's actually geared towards your uh, age group. You may want to listen up. Go ahead, play it. Shot yet? You're not alone. Last year, a third of people over the age of 18 did not receive a flu shot. In fact, every year, adults don't get a handful of life-saving vaccinations that may you may not even know about. A handful of life-saving vaccinations, life-saving vac. You may not even know about. I was all swollen, and my face was all swollen, and um, I mean, it was painful. Ann Power had shingles. Oh, shingles vaccine, John. Have you been vaccinated against shingles? I had the chicken pox when I was a kid, so screw it. Lurks in the body after chicken pox and erupts sometimes decades later. After her ophthalmologist recommended the shingles vaccine, her internist administered it. I don't think it's known enough. According to the Centers for Disease... Well, listen up how many shots you're supposed to have as an adult. Disease control. Only 10% of adults age 60 and up who should get the shingles vaccine have received it. And the CDC says not nearly enough adults get other vaccines that protect them and their loved ones against serious diseases. We'll have to be aware that these vaccines are out there. Flu, pneumonia vaccine, hepatitis vaccines, shingles vaccine, pertussis vaccine. In Cal- Listen to all these great vaccines we can get, John. This is fantastic. This, this is a boondoggle for us. So, so, yeah, I think you've played. I think we get the point. So I talk, go to my doctor some years ago when the when the hepatitis uh, vaccine comes out. This is the doctor that says people are getting too many vaccines. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed that there was a couple articles recently that have been suppressed about how getting too many vaccines may be actually compromising the immune system. Yeah, duh. Well, it makes sense. But anyway, so I I said, what's what's this about the the hepatitis vaccine? He says, what are you going to be handling blood products? Right. Apparently, the, this hepatitis vaccine is just a big. It's for for people working in clinics that are yeah. just constantly around blood. Well, products. If, if you're getting all these shots, you're around blood products. You might as well get the hepatitis <laughs> uh, vaccine while you're at it because you're around blood. This is no good. Anyway, it's bad, bad situation. By the way, another suppressed story 
is the one about all these veterans that have chained themselves to the White House. Yeah, the, uh, and, yeah I haven't seen that show up anywhere. It showed up on the Dvorak Uncensored blog. Yeah. But it's a completely suppressed story. And meanwhile, we, like we point out in the last show, I had the clip of the of the four guys who lost their limbs who talked about how great the war is. Yeah. And then meanwhile, we got 300 vets handcuffed to the White House fence and nobody's covering it. Yeah. Well, they're all too busy uh, reading the WikiLeaks. No, they're all too busy selling vaccines. <laughs> I uh, I ran across, uh, it was actually sent to me, I think, by uh, Robert Leather in uh, Gitmo Nation East, and it falls under the heading of... Hey! So in uh, 2000, there was a, uh, uh, a big article in The Independent, and uh, it's, it's great when you have the internet and uh, you know, stuff kind of hangs around. And uh, this article in The Independent uh, had um, scientists from, uh, <laughs> from the CRU, the Climatic Research Unit of the University of East Anglia. You, oh, yeah. You remember them. They're from the... the key to success. Yes. <laughs> these, are, these are the guys who actually uh, sexed up the data. <laughs> and, here's, and, here's the, and this is from March 20th, 2000. Snowfalls are now just a thing of the past, is the headline. Britain's winter ends tomorrow with further indications of a striking environmental change. Snow is starting to disappear from our lives. <laughs> and it literally says, children... Now here, <laughs> David Parker at the Hadley Center for Climate, uh, Climate Prediction and Research in Berkshire says, ultimately, British children could only have virtual experience of snow via the internet. They might wonder at polar scenes or eventually feel the virtual cold because... Snow is a thing of the past. All right, douchebag. This was in two thousand from the climate change guys. Yeah, in two thousand, they said, "You know, it's all over. Children of the future will have no snow. They have not had this much snow in history." I know. Everything terrible. They shut down the Eurostar trains. Good planes, bad. They couldn't run the train. This is the third. The airports are shut down. Everything shut down. The third year in a row. Yeah, the third year in a row of massive to this year is unbelievable, apparently. It's, it is. It's, it's out of control. But children just aren't going to know what snow is. That's what, the, that's what your climate biodiversity friends were saying in 2000. Yeah. How you doing now, baby? But, of course, there's an answer for this. And, uh, and this answer is uh, because of the diverted jet stream, oh, yeah. which I told you. I told you the jet stream was being diverted because of the Stargate in the Gulf of Aden. And now they're not saying that, of course. But that's well, why it's snowing. of course not, because the, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but go it, ahead. It's now snowing in Australia. But no. they're saying, oh, well, the jet stream was diverted. It just, it, that's why. It's uh, nothing to see here. Don't worry. You're still all going to die of heat. So uh, talking about that kind of thing, uh, not discussing, uh, well, uh, that, that's totally crackpot, the thing in the Gulf of Aden. But, sure. But, but it's not crackpot, you know, when you, when you have Randy Quaid at the top of the news, uh, you know, with his star whackers. And then you have a shot last night or the night before, maybe it was the night before, whatever the case was, it was this week, of uh, the Nightline show, which has been revamped to be kind of like an entertainment show. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. You mean like yes. AB ABC's Nightline? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, of course, it's the compromised ABC News Network. Yeah. So they yeah. had Keith Ledger's ex-wife on. Whoa. 
Who was who? Randy Quaid said was whacked. Randy Quaid says that that Keith Ledger was whacked. Mm -hmm. They had her on, and they never once brought this topic up. It was just to promote her new movie. Oh, really? Wow. With one of these hard-ass journalist types, you know, quote unquote, asking her questions, but it's always just about the movie. She had, but they did ask about Keith and how she, how her life with him was, yeah. and you know, they how you cope, up. how are you coping, how are you, how coping? you exactly, how are you coping. And then yeah. they had a cut, and then they, the two women, it was a woman interviewing. You got into this, like you know, they're exchanging quotes, uh, uh, life changing quotes, you know, that that make you feel better. And they went back and forth with that, and I was going, uh, oh, I should have clipped that off. In fact, maybe I just don't. No, I think I erased it. Hell with yeah. it. I do. I do have a couple of interesting clips before we wrap. How about the no? Well, we're, we got to go a little bit longer, just like ten minutes. Although we're, okay, we're well, good I got on the time. No labels. Yeah, thing. no, because I, I I learned about no labels and who's behind it. I'm curious what you have. Yeah, no labels is a, uh, a, a no labels represent. There's this thing called no labels. And it looks like a no agenda uh, sticker. Actually, no labels is no not left, not right, forward is their motto. And they have a lot of little buzz phrases. And they did a, they produce a fancy movie. And they had a big event in New York. Uh, I think it was last week. And uh, at Columbia, of all places. And the no labels people, when you start looking into their background, especially, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they named it. Well, let's play the, the opening here. I've got the no labels. They'll, they'll announce the people. And then this woman comes out, Nancy Jacobson. And what's interesting about her, you, have, you can't see this on the audio, but just take my word for it. And this is the no labels clip. Uh, Every as she's talking, she, she talk about body language. I don't think she has Parkinson's. I looked her up. She's forty six. She does. She's nor, she doesn't shake her head normally. But when she's talking, she's shaking her head in a no motion, left and right. Well, that's why they chose her for no labels. <laughs> she's no, she, whatever she no. said. She says, "And we're gonna and we're gonna be we're gonna be completely independent." And then she shakes, shakes her, her head. head. No. Are you sure it's not like a like a, a a tick or something? I that's what I kept thinking. But then when she stopped talking or when she talked about something else, it didn't happen. It was only happening yeah, during. Yeah, but, that, but, but that's like a that's like a Tourette's thing because I have like the yes thing. <laughs> I, I my 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 tick is yes. Okay, well, it's possible. I still, it, it does look a little bit like a tick, mm -hmm. but it was amusing because when she, the more, the bigger the assertion, the more the head went back and forth. No, and uh, <laughs> well, it was she's just a, a PR it nightmare. <laughs> it was well, that's the funny part. She's like a PR person. And what's her name? But Nancy Jacobson, and we'll talk about her in a second. But play this clip here, the introducing the conference, and you get an idea is attempting to bring people from different political persuasions together to reach agreement on policy issues. We'll hear from New York Times columnist David Brooks, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, and former Virginia Congressman Tom Davis. Columbia University in New York hosts this event. It's about an hour, 20 minutes. Please welcome No Labels Found. Wow. Is that, my, is that your clip or is that my uh, system screwing up again? That's you. I, my clip's clean. Hold on a second. I, I think I have a way to fix this really quickly. I think I figured it out. And although I did all kinds of stuff on the computer <clears throat> to make sure this didn't happen, guess what? That's what computers do. <sighs> Hold on. Preferences. It's uh, And it only happens when we're playing your clip, <clears throat> you'll notice. Well, I can ch I can code it. At a, I can send you no, wave no, no, files. Funding leaders. Crap. Wait. Nancy well, Jacobson. Just that part. Well, no, it's it, it's unlistenable, which well, is play, it may only be that one second. Hold on a second, it's just unlistenable. It's it, it, what one second? What do you mean? 
No, I say maybe that was just that we just caught just a second of some. Static. No, no, no. Bill Goldstein. No, it's sucking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It sounds sucking. bad. Oh, crap. Hold on. Sorry. Well, let me talk about the yeah, background t- while you're fixing talk it. Talk about it while I fix okay, it. Okay, so I, I'm watching. Right. This is No Labels Conference, and this woman, Nancy Jacobson, shaking her head, saying one thing or another. She comes out first, and there's two other people. And then another guy comes out with gray hair, and another guy. And then the head the honcho, the guy who's really the, uh, the, that really appears to be the main guy behind is this guy, Mark McKinnon. Now, Nancy Jacobson is ex-Clinton. She's very closely associated with the Clinton campaign, also with the uh, Hillary campaign. She's a Clintonian. Her husband uh, is Mark Penn, the CEO of Burson Marsteller. What's that? That's the one of the biggest ad agency or uh, uh, PR agencies in the world. Okay, PR okay, yeah, makes sense. Check. And so they're like hooked up, and he is the person. He was the personal PR guy for Clinton, Tony Blair, and Bill Gates, among others. And hey, the no. <laughs> chief strategist. He was the chief strategist for the Hillary Clinton 2008 campaign. Uh-huh. Now this is supposed to be, of course, this group is supposed to be oh bipartisan, not left, not right, bullcrap. Uh, everybody's a left winger, and then the guy who comes out who purports to be the right winger because he worked for the Bush administration, but he's a Democrat. Uh, who is a, or, you know, if you read his Time a Magazine biography, is a fellow Democrat, they call him. Mark McKinnon, who, who apparently made friends with Bush somewhere along the line, and according to Carl Rovis, because, because he liked, because Bush supposedly liked his cool image. So I'm watching this guy in his cool image. So he, everybody comes out in suits and ties are pretty formal. This guy comes out in a leather car coat. <laughs> you know, that's that's a like a bomber jacket. It's kind of beat up, that right. beat up leather that's so cool. Yeah. And then a long scarf, a gray scarf that drapes over his neck and hangs on both sides. It's kind of like a little like he's a priest. <laughs> so I'm seeing this guy and he's just such a he's just such one of those guys you see him all over the place. They're totally full of themselves. He's and like a Jimmy dr- Jimmy Wales. Yeah, well, he's, Wales doesn't dress so much like this guy. Obviously, has a uniform that makes him cool. So he wears the leather and the scarf. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just this one-time thing, even though he's completely out of place with everybody else there. But then he shows up on Meet the Press, and he's wearing this stupid scarf outfit again <laughs> on Meet the Press, defending himself because apparently he was attacked by Frank Rich of the New York Times. And I, oh, I, I got a- attacked. And so he's got this clip, and if you get this other thing fixed, we can listen to a little bit of that. But then if you hear, hear the Mark McKinnon on Frank Rich clip, you go, wow, this guy, I mean, obviously he's not a math genius, but play. You want to, you want to play that? See, I think I just got everything fixed here. Mark McKinnon on Frank Rich. No, no, Rich. Well, actually, okay, let's play the Mark McKinnon on. Now, Mark McKinnon, he's on there. He's the only guy that's not in a suit, you know, suit and tie. He's, not, he's just dressed in this outfit with, this, with a scarf on, again, Hey, buddy, you're inside, you're in a studio, you don't need a scarf. But okay, play. Because they, don't, they think it's magical thinking when Cory Booker works with Governor Christie working together for solutions. They don't want that because it doesn't help their ratings, it doesn't help their profits. You know, Frank Rich attacked us in the New York Times today saying that we only had three black speakers. Well, he obviously didn't watch the event or he's doing sloppy research because we had three prominent featured African-American speakers, including Mayor Booker, who spoke uh, about the, all the things that he's doing as mayor there. So uh, it, it's been a tremendous response we're getting from the middle of America who think that we need to work together like the like the vice president said well now did you hear the did you hear the math here no 
You go back when well, you're trying to fix something. Yeah, I'm, uh, just lay it go out. Go back. You, he says you, you got to hear this again because the math. Uh, let me just tell you what it is. You can play it again just to, so everyone can hear it. Frank Rich says there there were not enough African Americans. There were no minorities there. Actually, it was just a bunch of you know old white Democrats. Uh, he said Frank Rich says there were only three, and he says, "Well, obviously Frank Rich has never never saw the event because we had three black Americans." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, but it was three prominent black Americans. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He's only three. He says we had three, but three. it was still three. So he clearly wasn't part of the whole show. That we had three. Yeah, no, I I did catch that. I saw that somewhere else. Maybe I saw it live. I'm trying to. You might have saw it, seen it on. Well, I I, fo- I followed the money. And uh, <clears throat> one of the key backers of this uh, no labels group is um, James Tish. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's uh, from the Tish family. Yes, of the billionaire Tish family uh, who runs CBS. Right, CBS. And uh, he's also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. <laughs> well, that would make sense. <laughs> so uh, when when you got money coming in from CFR and from CBS, please. I mean, yeah, and you just got Bertha Marsteller part just, of the package. Just stop with me, okay? Just so here's another me. thing that you should note. People should note this. They say, you know, they, they this is the, I think this is like a total interesting scam. There are 501c4. Yeah, no, I noticed that. That's what, that is not the 5013c or whatever. That's something no, it's different. C, it's always C before the last number. So 501c3 is a nonprofit, you know, educational, whatever you want to be, and it's a, it's a business. You, if you send money to a 501c3, it's tax deductible. 501c4 is not tax deductible. A, they can do political ads, and they are essentially lobbyists. Yeah, yeah. It's a so the whole... So why be anything but it? Why don't you just become a limited liability partnership? This is only used 501c4 as a scam because you associate it with 501c3. Right. Yeah, it's a total scam. And it's and you know who the money is behind it all? Rothschild. What do you mean Rothschild? Yeah, behind the 501c4. No, 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 financing this this whole no label scam. Oh, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can tell you exactly. It's, um, you have uh, uh, From, is it From, I think? I got to look it up now. Um, I'm going to find it here. Anyway, uh, you could, there's even a link in the uh, in the show notes. You can find that it, the money is literally being uh, siphoned through uh, Rothschild. So the point is, is that while well, the you well, know that's that's Tish. I'm sorry, Tish. Uh, yeah, we said Rothschild. No, Tish is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, um, which of course is directly related to <coughs> the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which is the uh, think tank policy making arm of the Rothschilds. There you go. Well, I mean, okay, you think it, it, well, it right? Well, anyway, it's right. anytime the Rothschilds come up, they only think of the wineries. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the point is, is that this is a phony baloney operation run by a bunch of pros. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only looked up two of them, and they were pros. And with the with sketchy backgrounds in terms of like you know so called neutrality, they're Democrats. It's a Democrat front. 
you know, designed so somewhere down the road they can say, well, we tried to do this and we had everybody come together. I mean, I know, you can see this coming down Broadway. We had everybody from both sides of the aisle come together and we had came up with policies that would work for the Americans because we want to move forward, not left or right. You know what? Timing- but the Republicans stopped us. They said yeah. no. Yeah. Well, their timing is off because there's too much going on. The wrong time of year is a failed launch. Whoever that PR guy is, he sucks. He was brought in to launch it, and it's failed. It's already failed as far as I'm concerned. probably a debate with his wife. You know, he may have been... uh, You don't know that he didn't say, you know, this is not a good time to do this. I think I'd put this off till the spring. No, no, no. She shakes her head again. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't believe we should do it now. Because one of the things, if you listen to her speech, now that you mention that, she makes it very clear in there saying, everybody said this wouldn't work, and she starts to excoriate the everybody that is not in the room. I don't know who she's talking about. Maybe this is like aimed right at her husband because the event was fairly well attended. Okay, moving on. I I need to open a new segment on the show, if you don't mind. Uh Are we done with no labels? Yeah, Yeah. we might as well be. Uh, I think we should just do a WikiLeaks prediction corner. Uh, I I, I think it's worth it. First of all, I do want to mention... Do we have a jingle? No, we don't, but this is the way I set it up. So if I say, you know, we have like a WikiLeaks jingle, someone will come up with something genius like Jeff Smith. So first of all, we we just have to stop and laugh for a second at the CIA-created WikiLeaks task force. Yeah, everybody made a joke out of it. Ha, 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 WTF, get it? Um... On the uh, news that uh, uh, WikiLeaks would be releasing some information about a bank, uh, rumored to be Bank of America, uh, large bank stocks have soared since uh, <laughs> since he said that. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Maybe someone's got some big puts or something. I, mean, I don't know. Something's up. Because, I mean, I had it. I put it on the DH Unplugged show as a short. And Bank of America specifically based on this stuff. And, and it I, goes up. It, it goes, goes up like I 20%. Got <laughs> you, you lost money on the deal. Um, yeah, I did hear money. John Young. John Young is uh, w- one of the original WikiLeaks founders, and he now runs Cryptome.org. And uh, I guess they had a falling out, he and, uh, and, uh, and Julian Assange. Uh, Isn't Cryptome or Cryptomy or whatever it's I called? Think, I think it's Cryptome. Is it? Cri- well, it could be Cryptome. You spell it too. with an E, but crypt- I think it's Cryptome. Cryptome. Well, whatever it is, that's been around for a while, though. This well, yeah, out. No, but they fell out very early on when Julian okay. uh, was looking for $5 million. It, and, and then what John did is he published the whole email thread um, uh, when Assange oh, I was remember this. going after the $5 million. Yeah, he said, a, this they, is, have a, they have a beef, a yeah, personality yes, conflict. A big personality conflict. But he said something very interesting. He said, there is a lot of stuff coming out, and everything will now be a WikiLeak. Of course, there's tons of information that's around. So it's, it's like a secure, it's a, it's a theater now. And you know, it doesn't even matter where it comes from. Anything that is just called a WikiLeak or a, a something wiki, a WikiFoo or a something leak, the general public will take it as truth. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out. And, I, and he said something in an interview that I heard, which I found to be amazing. He said, <clears throat> look for real news to come out. And he mentioned a bunch of things, like political stuff. And then he said, uh, the Clinton Foundation. Ah! And I got like, wow. You know, why would he say that? And then, of course, when you think about it, how the uh, initial dumping... You didn't really say why would he say that. You've been hounding these guys since day one of the show. I can't wait. I'm going to start it myself. 
But w- wouldn't it be great if they actually had some real cool dirt on the Clinton Foundation beyond the stupid reports that I pour through? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. So, so that so stuff could it's really coming. Happen. And then the uh, and just to stay on the WikiLeaks, um, this comes from uh, a website from Australia, I believe, the Damien Zone. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> Julian Assange used to impersonate Gene Harlow in a uh, uh, transvestite or drag queen show in uh, in Australia. And there's pictures of him <laughs> as Gene Harlow. And we don't know these aren't Photoshop. No, of course we don't know. We don't know anything. All we know is this is time to like slam this guy. It's yes. got nothing to do with, with WikiLeaks, <laughs> yes. but it's funny. It's fun to do. It's fun to do. Yeah, the headline is, Julian Assange was a drag queen. <laughs> but, but I love it when, when he gets all pissed off about people leaking reports about him. That's when he, that's when he gets all angry. Oh, that's no, they're trying to make him out to be a hypocrite. Of course, of course, yeah, of I course, like it. of it's course. Very well done. It's exactly how it works. This is the way. This is good. What intelligence agencies can do. It's fantastic. They, it really yeah. is. I mean, there's, there's, we're, we are in for a lot of fun in oh, 2011. This is a, you can't beat it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, another great piece of PR actually was this um, report that came out about the. Uh, uh, Aaron Brockovich chemical found in 31 U.S. cities, and I haven't been able to figure out the angle on this. This is chromium, which is yeah, now chromium six, actually. chromium six, yeah, which is being. So I put all of the links uh, in the show notes uh, about the the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, a nonprofit uh, who gets lots of government grants and like grants from like the Johnson family. So there's got to be an angle here. I'm just really feeling it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you might be right. I, I've noticed but, but this. Rep- they had a special. They've had two or three specials. About well, their this report war. literally here the executive summary. So they don't just say chromium six. Now it's chromium six. The Aaron Brockovich chemical is widespread in U.S. tap water. So I think they might be working for someone who is setting up to sue someone because you know there's. I mean, literally, this is the executive summary of their report. Yeah, it could be working for Brita water filters. For Who knows? Know. Tap water from 31 of 35 U.S. cities tested contains hex- uh, hexavalent chromium or chromium-6, the carcinogenic Aaron Brockovich chemical, according to laboratory tests commissioned by Environmental Working Group. So you know that these guys are working for this, an angle somewhere. And I'm thinking maybe it's someone who's setting up a class action lawsuit. That's about as far as I got. But if you look at their... They're yeah, no, it'll resolve shortly. It, it will have to, but you know, they're they're funding. It's way too high in the news uh, mix right now. They've got it's not uh, resolved. Let's see uh, the Johnson Family Foundation, the the Merck Fund. Uh, there's lots of pharmaceuticals in here. Um, Maybe they came up with some sort of a uh, an antidote or something. That um, it's got to be. Well, the uh, the only other thing I could think of is maybe. It's a red herring to distract from the stuff that's really bothering us, which is aluminum and barium. Well, well now that you have drug companies involved, what really should be bothering people is the amount of actual drugs <laughs> that the cannot water. be taken out of the water because people flush stuff down the toilet. It gets into the water system. It goes out, you know, it goes into the bays or it goes here or it goes there. Or people are throwing. I mean, there's, there's literally. Um, there's literally a tonnage of drugs that gets flushed out to sea. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm surprised they're not, these fish aren't all roided up, you know. 
quick uh, follow-up. I mean, that's just so much, John. I, I just want to get through the follow-up stuff. Uh, BI Incorporated has been acquired. BI, um, known as the Behavioral... What was it called? Behavioral... Well, it's, it's, it's the Gitmo Nation uh, jewelry people. Uh, the people who make uh, the... Oh, the guys who make the, the, the band, the, the little monitors. Yeah. Well, little monitors. They, they do the... Um, uh, Alcohol, remote alcohol detection yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, we know who they are. Go. They do the parolee stuff. So they were acquired by Geo, G-E-O, which is huh. uh, listed on the New York Stock Exchange for $415 million. It's a steal. I think it's a steal, too, actually. I mean, compared to what these Silicon Valley companies pay for each other, that's a deal. What's the name of the company that bought them? Geo. The symbol is G-E-O. And a uh, very interesting company. Uh, they actually run correctional facilities. They are a jail company, so it, it totally fits with what they do because now this is just an extension of jail where you will be in jail in your home. Uh, interesting uh, <coughs> group, this Geo Group. Uh, their board of directors has former uh, correctional uh, department uh, shills. I mean, everybody on there is... Sounds uh, like is a good only- investment. Geo, it looks like a great investment, actually. I think they're going to grow quite big. Uh, financing uh, brought to you by Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, uh, Barclays Capital, SunTrust, J.P. Morgan. They all provided $425 million of committed financing for the all-cash transaction. Good job, guys. Yeah, good work. Good work. Good work. Smart move, but that's just a step. Geo is going to be bought. I, I already know the company. I, Who's going to buy them? Really? Yeah, that'll be the deal. So Geo, so there'd be a buyout candidate. So it's a double good. It's a, it's a double. I, I'm not. In, by the way, this show is not. Uh, it's not investment. It's, not, no, it's a different. It's show. not an investment. I'm just saying, out of the blue, maybe it's something good. But the, I have a, cu- a couple of things let, to catch up just, on. You want? Yeah, just the, the Geo Group is a world leader in delivery of correctional detention, residential treatment services around the world: United States, Australia, South Africa, United Kingdom. Uh, they're your new buddies. Okay. Give them give Gitmo. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you uh, you lost $40,000. <laughs> on the street? Or yeah. uh, just... No, I- you were, you were on, a, on a cab. I'm the cabbie. <laughs> and uh, you lost $40,000 in my cab. There's a so huge I, hypothetical uh, here. <laughs> so I call... So I got the 40000 I, I say, hey, buddy, you left $40,000 in my cab. What would be the finder's fee you'd give me for giving you the money back, as opposed to just stuffing it in my, you know, in my, under my bed? If you gave it back to me, what would I give you? Yeah, what would you give me as a finder's fee? I'll give you ten percent. I give you four grand. You give me four grand. Okay. Now, so some kids in the Bay Area found forty thousand dollars, and the punchline is what they got back from the Bank of America, who the, who apparently the, it was robbed of this money. Play the clip. Kids find forty thousand dollars. The locals. If anybody's been searching for a large sum of money because it didn't belong to us and we can't keep money that doesn't belong to us. After talking it over, they found a Santa Clara County Sheriff's deputy and turned over the money. Tonight, Bank America awarded them with a check for $200. <laughs> Good job, guys. Here's a hundred each. Wow. No, there were four kids. Oh, 50 each. It's even better. <laughs> they, they, must, they must be so angry. What the jip? <laughs> totally. And it was cash? Yeah. Oh, man. Stupid kids. That'll teach you. Well, I mean, the Bank of America is discouraging people from giving the money back, obviously, because wow. that's 200 bucks doesn't cut it. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Bank of America, Gitmo Nation Lowlands is now passing a law. You cannot um, uh, incite a bank run. It will be illegal 
in the Gitmo Nation states of the Netherlands lowlands to actually say, hey, you should go get your money from the bank. It'll be against the law. <laughs> it's illegal to tell people to get their money out of the bank? Yo, you can't say it. You can't say it. What is a thought crime? What's the deal? Yeah, you're not allowed to come out and say in public, go get your money from the bank. In public. Oh, but you can whisper to your friend. Well, you can get a max of four years in jail and a 19,000 euro fine. Uh, let me see if there's any... It doesn't say specifically. I think it's more like you can't. You just can't go on the internet, or you can't go on television and say uh, you should go get your money out of the bank. That will be a an actual crime. Huh? That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that sounds like something that we should implement here in this country. <laughs> while you're while you're spying on your neighbor, <laughs> if you got if you have time left over. So talking about time left over, I got one thing here that needs to be played. The other stuff we can move. Okay. But I want. I've got the thing. The BS clip of the week. This was on the Rachel Maddow show in live and in concert, uh, you know, stand-up comic. She doesn't, she doesn't ask anything about this when it happens. But see if you can tell me where the BS is in this clip of the week. To gather intelligence, when, especially when it's so much intelligence that it's hard to decide. And the, the overall intelligence budget has doubled since 9-11. And I've been thinking, about, I wanted to talk to you about this today because of the 9-11 first responders health care bill task passing. It took us nearly 10 years to get that done. But it took us no time at all to double the intelligence budget. And the, the question is whether we will ever know we've got our money's worth. Whether we're getting anything that's worth paying for with that doubling of that budget. Well, a lot of the money has gone to probably useful things, hard equipment that uh, things in, in New York City, for example, vehicles that can sniff out radioactive devices. I've been in these vehicles in New York City, and they are powerful enough to detect someone who has had a medical test and has swallowed a radioisotope in their system on a cruise ship passing New York City. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I'm worried about money? They're detecting if I have a radio isotope, if I'm chipped. Wait a minute, let's go over this again. Oh my God! So you took a, a little, radi- you know, a little radiation pill or a shot or whatever, so you can have yourself, you know, checked out on one of these devices for, you know, liver cancer or whatever right. you use it for, right? And or it, just a small amount, and you're on a cruise ship. Yes, I'm passing New York, uh, the and island you're of Manhattan, passing by the island of New York. On a cruise ship, and this device can spot you. Yeah. <laughs> Bull crap. It can hone in. It is so powerful. <laughs> That's right. Be very afraid, slaves. We got and you she, nailed. And she goes, oh, oh, wow. Really? oh wow, really? Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. I should talk to you about Tisa. I want to. I'm going to do a little more work on this. I, there is a. There are devices that can spot radioactivity from a distance, and they use a lot of satellites have these things installed. But uh, this this one, this little particular anecdote, seems a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's been there's been a lot of um, uh, homeland security noise, of course, and uh, you know, particularly all these. Primarily CNN reports that say, "Oh, you know, everyone's uh, happy now with uh, with the with the scanners. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we are it, it's we hate taking off our shoes more than uh, pat downs. Uh, but what is really coming, and you can take it from me, is that they're going to go for a big, huge budget." 
to uh, get more TSA brown shirts in. That is just so clear everywhere. Uh, big article, horrible screener job gets worse. Oh, they're so sad. They don't make enough money. Everyone's crying. They need more break time. Yeah, and one of the things you hear, in fact, I heard it from Huckabee, who's getting a lot of news time or airtime because they're trying to run him. Uh, but Huckabee, uh, and this is a meme, you'll hear it over and over again, and it goes like this. Oh, you know, but at the same time, yeah, this is bad that they're doing this, but at the same time, you got to feel sorry for those TSA people having to do all this, and they're so underpaid. They always throw in the fact that <laughs> they're not paid enough. Yeah, they're underpaid, exactly. So, we, so the idea is you just pay them more. Pay him more. Give him a badge. Give him a gun. I think yeah, the gun's the coming gun, too. Gun is next. Gun is next. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we have like their, that's the little homeland. There's your homeland security group. The transportation actually all part of DHS. So what? Uh, so this is is this a moment to depart while we're all like all <laughs> really happy and positive about everything? I'm looking at my list. I don't see. Well, there's the Oprah thing, which I can do any time. But I found the Oprah giving. A, by the way, she looks like she's insane now. I don't know if you've noticed this, but Oprah and that she. I, we had a clip of her the other day. She's crying out of the blue about the, the helicopter. Uh, yeah, we already uh, did that. And one. she was crying. Yeah, I know. And she was crying about being not being a lesbian. And <laughs> I don't know what. She doesn't she talk in between her teeth. And now, and she's got. She actually looks like a maniac when she's giving away stuff. Which she does, which I think, by the way, is patronizing, and I think it's something sick about it. You just like throwing, just like being the you know the king of the of your little fiefdom, and you throw you know coins or chicken feet at, at the peasants. Yeah, and like they all uh, scramble around, they scream yeah. and they yell, and they think you're the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's like beads at Mardi Gras. Well, you can play the Oprah uh, gifts. Oprah gifts the the second clip, which is Oprah. Okay, let's listen. Rap to it. gifts. These are a few of my favorite things. She's the host of the highest rated talk show in American history. And every year around the holidays, she airs an episode in which she gives away some of her favorite things. But this year, one episode wasn't enough. The 300 audience members for the first episode of Oprah's Ultimate Favorite Things received a free 52-inch 3D television, a diamond watch, a seven-day Royal Caribbean cruise with round-trip flight included, plus 20 other gifts. Those present for the second episode received a free iPad, diamond earrings, a 2012 Volkswagen Beetle, and 17 other gifts. Wow. All we do is a de-douching. <laughs> We're like lightweights. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's something about it is kind of, in fact, it, I guess it, it Bill Maher came out against this yeah. idea that she's over the top. And they, they actually, they played this other clip, which I have the Oprah giveaway to the rally. She gave away, and you have to see Oprah because she goes crazy. She's yelling and screaming, and the audience is is going nuts. I mean, it's almost like like a cult. She gave away tickets with a round trip ticket and a hotel room to the to the uh, Colbert uh, John Stewart rally. Rally for douchebags, yeah, yeah, rally for douchebags. And it, 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 she was. They were playing this on the. Stewart show Colbert looked like he was not happy with the whole thing, even though he made some mention. But you can this is just an idea of the mania. You can play the Oprah giveaway to rally clip. You're going to the rally. You're going to the rally. You're going to the rally. Everybody's going to the rally. Sounds like uh, developers, developers, developers. <laughs> 
You know, she is the ultimate slave driver. Yeah, isn't That's that it. ironic? She is, yeah, isn't it ironic indeed? This is all the slaves, and, you know, the, the, these are usually poorish slaves. Just slaves. Human resources. Not even useful human resources. And all they want is to get something from Oprah. Yeah. It's the slave driver. And if you watch the videos of this, it's just like, wow. Yeah, it's, people go berserk. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Anyway. So while everyone's... Uh, at least she's giving, you know, at least she's giving something away, and so what, I guess. Right. And then, uh, did you hear about this uh, Hal Turner guy in New Jersey? What they call him? him the Internet Shock Jock? No. Yeah. He, uh, I'd never heard of this guy. And it says North Bergen, New Jersey. I live near North Bergen. North Bergen Internet Shock Jock Hal Turner sentenced to 33 months in prison. For what? Uh, by three Chicago, oh, for threatening three Chicago federal judges. Apparently, he said on his show uh, that they should die. And I'm thinking, whoa. That sounds like freedom of speech to me. Uh, well, here it is. Uh, the case stemmed from the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling in 2009. Three judges upheld a district court decision dismissing lawsuits that challenged... Uh, well, that's not the one I'm looking for. Uh, of course... Well, I mean, the problem with, you know, threatening judges is one thing, but it depends on how it was... You know, I mean, was he threatening them? No, he was just saying he maybe may had an opinion. But, of course, you know, I have to, you know, you have to say, if you're going to fool around with uh, this kind of, you know, shock jock kind of thing and you're going to start telling people they should be dead, uh, I don't think judges who Not end up idea. hearing these cases, you know, this kind of a fraternity, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he said these judges must die. That's, uh, that's, that's apparently what got him uh, in trouble. Yeah, well, I think it's a First Amendment thing. He, he could say that if he wants, but it's probably not a wise thing to do. It was an no. idiotic thing to do because no. judges, yeah, they, you know, judges are, you know, it's a tough job. I mean, you get threats. You don't need this aggravation. You know, screw that. <laughs> that's, just, that's probably what they were saying. Hey, hey, you know, we don't need this aggravation from this guy. Yeah, get ready. Put him in jail. Him in jail. Shut these other guys up. We don't need. We already have enough crap going on with crazy, you know, people that come before us. Nut jobs. We don't need this. And it's that you know, it's like uh, I think it's a First Amendment thing, but at the same time, I think it's ill-advised to uh, take that tact. All right. Uh, okay, stuff that's in the show notes that uh, we just didn't have time for today. Uh, the draft recommendations for public-private cooperation to counter the dissemination of illegal content within the European Union, i.e. the uh, European Union Internet Censorship uh, Law. Have a look at that. Very, very fun. You're going to love what uh, uh, the terrorism uh, clauses, which basically allows you to just be shut down for anything. Um, Which reminds me, when we showed talked to a clip earlier, and you saw the same thing, and I saw the reports when we talked about the terrorism, uh, homegrown terrorism. They kept showing these. No, they can't. They videos. can't. They can't shut down uh, the recruitment videos. They, why don't they just call up Google and say, "Hey, boys, here's the eleven thousand <laughs> clips that we found because CBS knows what we have eleven thousand. We know what they are. Here's a, here's the URLs. Yeah, uh, shut these them. down now. Yeah, remove them. Yeah, they remove they remove something I did once, and because it was there was nothing. I mean, it's like they can remove <laughs> the stuff at the drop of a hat. Yeah, they remove it if you put in two bars of prints. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of Al Qaeda from the Inland Empire. And they just leave that in there. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
All right, we didn't get to a lot of stuff, actually. It was just too much. Uh, the world is spinning out of control. However, the good news is that we will be uh, back here on uh, Sunday. And Sunday is, uh, what is the 26th, John? Is that the, uh, officially the second day of Christmas? Yeah. My, my true love gave to me. Yeah. Uh, so we're not taking a break during uh, the holidays. We, uh, we in fact, yeah. uh, right after that show, uh, I will be uh, driving with my... Uh, my daughter and my fiancé uh, to Big Bear. Your fiancé? Yes, my fiancé. Your daughter and your fiancé? Oh, oh, your daughter with your... Okay. Yes. I thought you meant they were, you were yeah, going to no. marry your daughter. No, no, that would be creepy. Needless to say. Uh, I'm going to be, by the way, in Las Vegas for the CES show. Oh, really? Uh, You're going? Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, I figure I have to go once every five years. But you know, the Adult Video uh, Awards is at the same time. So uh, Yeah, I usually go to those two. And you know so, that Bobby Eden's going to be there. Yeah, well, I should meet her. Yeah, so anyway, I'll set the, it up. Uh, I, on, on the, that Thursday, I'm going. I maybe I think it might be a good idea to have a Las Vegas meetup. Well, hold on, you can't so, do a meetup without me. I'll fly I out. Need, I just need. Well, if you want to fly up, that's fine. But I want to do the show at some secure location where I don't have to worry about the hotel internets during a, a, a period of time when there's uh-huh. a bunch of geeks on the you know hog in the band right right so you're looking for a i'm looking for an audience you're looking and a place to do the show you're looking for a halfway house yeah a halfway house okay and then what day is this what uh what day no, is uh get the calendar uh, open here that will be january what it will be january 6th that i need the uh, we need to do this well, why don't i just come out What's it going to do for... It's going to ruin the show. Well, I don't want it's you doing... It's not really a meetup. It's an audience for the show. I just need a place to do the show. You're going to do the show with an audience? Well, no. I, well, if that if we want, I mean... I, no. Show. No, I don't want you to do that. I mean, either we both go and we say hi to people and we do a, okay, a well, meet and greet. Okay, and you figure or, something or, out for you. But you can't, like, do your half of the show like Rachel Maddow with a live audience. <laughs> they can't do that. That's not acceptable. Okay, well, fine. I'll do, but I still need a place to do the show, just in case the the, the hotel connection is no good. I you just want. I just in Amsterdam. I wasn't there. You had this huge audience, a bunch of naked women. It no, was, I, I didn't have an audience. I didn't do the show from there. Well, this is just. I'm trying to do two things at once. Well, don't. It's not a good idea. You can do well, the show. And you can do a, a meet and greet, but you can't do a meet and greet and a show at the same time. Okay, we'll do the show separately. Why don't we have a meeting about this? Oh, meetings. I'm not going to do the meeting. I re- refuse. Wait I'm, a minute. I'm going I'm to play a song for you. Actually, it's the sixth. I'm going to play a song yeah, for you. It's the last clip, John. Hey, we'll talk to you on Sunday. I come to you from Gitmo Nation West. Uh, I am the uh, leader of the Al-Qaeda in the in Empire. Uh, my name is Adam Curry. Uh, and he is going to get in trouble for saying that. You I can- hope so. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I lost you. I lost you. I lost you. What happened? I don't know. I just I'm- lost you. Yeah. I'm I'm up here in Northern Silicon Valley and uh, and I'm the leader of nothing. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> we'll talk to you again on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. R E S P E C T Respect Authority O B E Y Obey Authority Come on, come on. Respect Authority Come on, come on. Oh, they authority.